everyone. Welcome to Rewind the Love, a podcast about the best era in reality television. Recapping shows like Charm School, Flavor of Love, Rock of Love, and all the great celeb reality shows that you love. I am Mike. And I'm Sonia. Hi, everybody. We're halfway through now, right? I can't believe we're at the halfway point of this season. Because there's our, well, what is, is there like, is it one of those where we get like the bonus episode? Yeah, that we're not going to do. Right. And I was looking through it because i i was looking through the episode descriptions because i was trying to see if they ever bring a therapist in and uh no they don't Something to answer that question definitely would do. yeah no you would think that would be a crucial component but that has to do more with uh the next episode but uh you think that bringing a therapist in would be beneficial they don't but then all of a sudden i was like oh well you know episode six episode seven episode eight then the there's still a chance there's there's i think like three more episodes after episode three obviously and then uh reunion nice and then that's it so i we're going to be approaching this rock of love journey sooner than I it's thought quick we yeah going to. getting on that tour bus no we, we've got a while till the oh, tour wait, bus that's a we've show. got a while yeah. till the tour bus i forgot that's oh. its own show i just meant it as like a yeah pun. remember the bus killed someone too oh my god wait what yeah the they, bus hit someone i think that either the driver of the car that died fell asleep or the driver of the rock of love no there's no way the bus driver definitely didn't fall asleep somebody it, fell it, asleep and it was a car accident and they had to like gloss over it on the show it's very weird they actually talk about it on the show they're no, like well we hit I, someone last night and they died no i now I where's brett have i have no recollection of this he first of all he was never on the buses with them to begin with he was like doing his own thing off yeah. somewhere being terrible so i don't well, know r.i.p to that person that sucks yeah i don't try to i don't want to make light of no it not at all kind of like holy i shit. just like i had no idea that happened yeah and then, of course, as we all know, somebody on Megan, Megan wants a millionaire. And the then, murder guy. Yeah, he murdered somebody. Uh, It'll we'll be get an to episode that. in itself. Yeah, no, we'll turn into a true crime podcast for one episode. Um, anyway, rate, review, subscribe, tell friends who don't suck. Five stars. Uh, what do we call Rewind the murder. <laughs> my God. Actually, that's not a bad name for a show. No. Yeah, because you rewind it and then you go over all the details no and then you get to what it's crime about. Podcasts. They're enough. That's true. Like they're all very good. Not I wouldn't all. say all There's very a lot good. Of very Let's good ones. not say yeah. all very good. The ones we listen to. Is I think what it's I pretty meant. worth. Actually, have have we even mentioned on this? But well, I guess you don't really have an opinion on this because you're not in the true crime podcast scene. But no, I just want to state that I am a many. staunchly anti Mike Boudet. Was that? I don't even. I've literally so pushed him out of my memory that I forget how to pronounce I his think, name out loud. Wait, we don't have to say his, do we? Oh no, fuck him and fuck Sword and Scale. Oh, that's what it's called. Hard, wholeheartedly. If you don't know anything about it, please Google about why he's a piece of garbage. I know there was like a huge amount of backlash for a variety a, a of reasons. Ago, he's yeah. exceptionally like sexist, homophobic, transphobic. Associates himself with like alt right people. Oh really? Oh yeah. So. Oh fuck him. No, like, cannot stress enough that he is the worst of the podcasting community, arguably. So, anyway, it's just going to be that kind of show, guys. We're just going to go on a lot of tangents. Well, this one and the next one are pretty depressing. This one is, like... Well, this one's not that bad. This one's not that depressing. It's, like, a little bit low-key, but certainly I went into this feeling a lot more sympathy for everybody involved, kind of, than I expected to. Yeah. And next, the next one's really depressing. But thankfully, we'll have a guest, so that'll help lighten the mood a little it. bit. Yeah, hopefully. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's any VH1CU news. No. Except, well, we want we well were... we talk about what's their name, Heather and Lacey's show. 
I noticed there. No, but I was going to say about um, what's her name, Shay. Relevant to this show, Shay was hanging out with the baby oh, last right. night. You just, yes, you did just see that. She still looks good. I got to give her credit where credits due. She looks fantastic. It's just like, wow, you're like working your way up. And I don't mean that in like a slut shamey way, like girl get yours, but it's like she's just it's like it's like she's got a game of chess going. Good for her. I kind of respect the hustle. Hustle and flow. Now you're just saying things. Hard out here for a pimp. That's what that's from, right? Yes. When the Oscar? Mhm. I remember there was an Good Entertainment Weekly article once that was comparing it had been like a number of years since uh what was the name of that song from Mary Poppins, like Chim Chimmery, Chim Chimney, Chim Chimney, Chim Chim Chiru. Yeah, well, that yeah, one they yo, were comparing the lyrics to that, I believe, to <laughs> to hard out here for a pimp as just sort of like, look how far we've come in terms of like Oscar winning best <laughs> songs. Hard out here for a chimney sweeper. Chimney sweep, actually. Chimney sweep. Yes, that's right. Um, Proper. actually, speaking of Broadway musical songs, Oscar winning, broad, Oscar winning musicals. This going? You know what's funny is like how much of this episode watching Larissa in particular, all I could think of was G Officer Krupke from West Side, from Story. West Side Story. Why? Because, well, we'll talk about it. <laughs> but like, I gotta get into that one. I I spent a lot more of this episode than I thought. Like. Okay, so I watched this episode in two parts. I did, like, half of it Friday night and then half of it Saturday afternoon. And I felt like I spent Friday night because I was tired. I had been working all day and whatever that I was like, oh, she's such a bitch. And, like, how annoying and whatever. She's being so mean to Laylene and whatever. And granted, while all of that is true, by, like, Saturday afternoon, I was kind of like... She's clearly this way because she's dealing with a lot of personal anger. Mm. Like, it, it became so much more apparent to me that a lot of, like, what Monique ultimately says is just, like, you're you're handling yourself, you're displacing your bad feelings. Yeah, you're acting like a child. Yeah. So it made me at least a little bit more sympathetic in a way than I, more than I expected to, but it just kind of came back to officer krupke because it just that's like the point of the song where it's krupke. like we were never there was never a chance that i was going to be you know a well-adjusted member of society i don't remember the songs too much oh my god i know maria i used to listen to that all the, the time like, as a kid finger snap not that i can remember any of the words right now no i have yeah <laughs> i can't take anything i love that song and the movie's coming out soon good well I, hope, well, I hope it's good. In Christmas, it's coming out. Anyway, like I said, it's going to be just this kind of show today. Yes. So I'm sorry if you're listening for the first time and you're like, what the fuck are these people talking about? Also, if you're joining at this point in the season, that's weird, but hey. Welcome. Welcome. Hopefully you listen back as well. Oh my gosh. All right. So should we get into the episode now? Yeah. Let's... Oh wait, watch along with us, Hulu and uh, YouTube. That's it. Yeah. Well, can we say YouTube? Is that is it on VH1's YouTube? Or is I it mean, like, hey, no. click on this, and then when people go to check, it's going to say, this has been removed for copyright purposes. I mean, I don't think that we're driving enough people, you know. End up it, on the YouTube conspiracy theory fucking rabbit hole. I mean, don't watch it on YouTube. 
because it's definitely there and you definitely shouldn't watch it <laughs> and there's curses are definitely not wait no no the curses are bleeped still what yeah i could have swore i watched an episode and they weren't nope anyway well i'm on hulu now we're on hulu now because subtitles so can we get into the show now I think yes we've talked about enough stupid bullshit charm school season one episode five i had to i no, love the way she says you don't have it. to Season to Charm School. Oh, that's what you were trying to do? It's Monique's Charm I, I, School. Okay. This week on Charm School. If that's your Monique impression. Well, I don't I If I go anything else, like, I don't know. That's true. I forgot. We haven't had to have a discussion about impressions for a while, so. Yeah, because I'm not allowed to do it. I any. know. Exactly. That's why I can't wait till Rock of Love. Everything changes. All right. Anyway. Charm, <laughs> Charm School, season one, episode five big stink at charm school i was like are they bringing back something from that's what i thought from originally. season two but I was they're like, not. something has to do with someone like pooping or something i actually want to well i'm gonna try to make a note to bring her up again later oh because i said poop and you're like i'm gonna take a note of like, wait what yeah so what's the usual once again it's the girls getting up in the morning and then Pretty much just Larissa shitting on Brooke. Yeah, we have a we start out with a Larissa, Larissa talking head about how Brooke is disgusting for making out with a random guy at the bar, and then Larissa and Shay just sitting in their room talking more shit about Brooke and like, oh, I wouldn't be kissing a random guy like that, and I'm like, um, I don't believe you, and not because of anything about them personally necessarily i mean they were willing to kiss all of these women are willing to kiss flavor flaves so nobody really gets to call anybody disgusting here <laughs> but i think like that's an important qualifier for like all of this that really kind of frames any of this narrative as being especially ridiculous is that like you're all here because you were willing to date flavor flave it was tv but they all thought it was a stepping stone to get into some fame afterwards i you don't need to explain this to me. If the sacrifice is to be with Flavor Flav for like a week. I've spent a significant portion of my life wanting to be famous. And making a lot of poor choices just in general. But like I can never say that either of those desires or in like either of those things have intersected in a way that would ever make Flavor Flav a viable option to me in any regard. Yeah. Like, I don't really like to get on a high horse about too much, but, like, that is a fair line to draw. And there's a whole other season of Flavor of Love after this. <laughs> we have one more. And the amount of tweets I see where people are like, bring it back. And I'm like, are you guys out of well, your wanna, fucking minds? I want to bring back something similar. That's why I'm excited that Chance's show is coming. Chance's, com Chance's show is hopefully coming. And then somebody made a suggestion of Soldier Boy. And I was like, okay. Soldier Boy, I date you. That, that's not a terrible... Well, I'm hoping he'd make his own theme song. Just don't go on Zeus. Because the other show... Well, I don't remember what it was now. Uh, Finding Love ASAP. That one. It was like... What were there funny moments and stuff? Absolutely, but that one was so freaking scripted. It was annoying. Oh, and also we're—I mean, assuming that we're still doing the show at that point, I have every intention to go back to for the love of Ray J. I don't—I actually never watched it. Yeah, I know. I, I never I saw you one had... episode. Yeah. Well, that came later though, didn't it? Yeah, that was by the time we were already like well into college. I oh, think. okay, that's why. Yeah, because I, I want to say 2010, but I'm not. 
positive. Oh, wow. I could be totally wrong. It could be like 2009, but 2008. Who, who fucking knows? Because all of this stuff is like way more rapid succession than I think most of us remember. But anyway, so they're talking shit about Brooke being disgusting. And Monique says over the loudspeaker for all of them to get dressed in their uniforms because they'll be taking the bus to work on their next lesson. That today's commandment. She This is the first time she does the commandment over the loudspeaker. And she says, thou shalt mind thy money. And she tells them it's a challenge they can truly profit from. Ooh. So obviously all the ladies are excited at the prospect of making money and they get on the bus and head to uh, what looks like kind of an office park building kind of. And it's for the House of Creative Sensualization spelled S-C-E-N-T-U-A-L-I-Z-A-T-I-O-N. Sentualization. Interesting. What did I write down? Oh. Uh, probably nothing. <laughs> I wrote, yeah, creative sensualization. Yeah, I know. I'm just ex- explaining to the people. Sensual? Like the that word it's, sensual? No, not Oh, like they the... spelled it like the smell scent? When I read it, I just wrote sensualization, oh, like sensual. Wow. They do a close-up on the sign. Oh, I didn't look at the sign. Of I wrote, course you did. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. I wrote this later when the... Um, just to clarify for the... Just to clarify for the people... Um, uh, who are listening relative who are relatively new to the show how many pages of notes did you do for this oh that's a good question yeah uh five impressive definitely some steps up i this, did 12 this show i take more notes than probably any of the ones we've done well because probably because i've shamed you into taking more notes no it's not shame i'm not fucking cersei walking through the streets like why? Anyway, what is that so one, huh? we, That's like we, a famous moment in Yeah, TV. no, I understand. I just... It, it was a reach. So... What? Monique... If someone says the word shame, that's the first thing you think of. Anyway... Not the terrible, like... I think it's Keenan Ivory Wayne's movie. Or it might be Damon Wayne. It's one of the Wayne's brothers, I think. Well, there's also the Michael Fassbender movie. Called Shame? Yeah, he's like a sex addict or something. Oh, it's not that one. No, this is from like Obviously, the 90s. it's not that one. <laughs> On what planet would Michael can... Fassbender and one of the Wayans brothers <laughs> ever like intersect? Yeah. Well, now that you mention it, that actually sounds like it might be a funny, like, buddy cop movie. No. So, please let's remake, get back. Remake Lethal Weapon with Michael Fassbender oh. and Damon Wayans. First of all, one of the Wayans brothers is already in a lethal... Oh, it's the show. The Lethal Weapon oh. TV show. <laughs> So is it right? That's that that's the one. Actually, think, isn't it Damon Wayans? That's in the lethal. I weapon? believe it was Damon Wayans. Yeah. So all right. So oh, you can't get his son because the age difference. Can we please just talk yeah. about literally anything else? <laughs> so Monique tells them that in order to be a fabulous woman, uh, they need to know how to make their own living, and we cannot depend on anyone else to pay our bills. I feel like that needed to be driven home a little bit more to a couple of these women. Flavor Flav is not going to pay your bills. Well, no. I mean, look at Shay's. I mean, to go back to Shay and her rapper trajectory, I wouldn't say kills it is a little strong. She is now on Love and Hip Hop. She's, I think, uh, I think we were told that she is on two versions of Love and Hip Hop, Atlanta and Miami. Okay. Because she's dating different rappers and then she was with the baby yesterday, which that's probably a significant age difference. I don't know how old he is. I think he he's only a baby. No, I lied. I think he's like around our age. I think he's maybe my brother's age. That's an easy Google search. I know, but we we're in the middle of doing a show. We can't yeah, Google can it now. It. But I think that. I mean, I obviously, she's probably 
she's six or seven years older than us, and he's probably three years older than us. So I guess I would, yeah, I would say that he's older than us. No, no, sorry, uh, three years younger than us, two or three years younger than us. But anyway, so we have a guest professor, Sarah Sarah Horowitz Thrawn. Oh, he's twenty-eight. Yeah, the CEO of Creative Centralization, which also I think underneath her on her Chiron with her name. They include that it's a CEO creative sensualization. So yes. another well, that's opportunity. Where I thought, no, that's where I saw it. I mean, they fucked oh, up they the Chiron somewhere. Oh, they brought up Sky Jackson. There's an actress. It's yeah. a little girl. No, yeah. but that's because I put up that. I was like, she, how is she 17? Benjamin Button syndrome. It's not giving me. Her name is Shay Jackson, right? No, Shay Johnson. Johnson. Racist. Uh, what? Can we play? She's 36. So there's an eight year difference. All right. There we go. Figured it out. Boom. See how quick that is? So Monique says that uh, Sarah took the hobby of making customized scents and turned it into a million dollar business. I Googled Sarah. She has now changed the name of her business to Sarah Horowitz Parfums. Uh, But she's still at it. You know, uh, I think they just celebrated their 25 year anniversary of being in business and she actually like i googled her and went to her linkedin she still looks basically the same so good on her nice uh so monique tells the ladies that she's going to give them that they're going to be given the necessary tools to have a successful business monique tells us in a talking head that the girls are going to make market and sell their own custom fragrance just like j-lo and britney spears now i have to say as a girl of the 2000s that this was like my target demographic i wore the shit out of curious by britney spears that perfume smelled incredible i also owned the j-lo perfume but it was a little too powdery for my personal taste i don't actually i think you were you were i think i had stopped wearing curious by the time you were in the picture i think at that point i had upgraded to you were still wearing it in your 20s i mean i was 18 at the time the show premiered so no but i oh in my 20s we met at 20 i was 23 23. and you still had this i was just saying that by the time that i met you i was probably done wearing it well yeah that's what i'm saying like i would think so well then again when you look at the famous guys ones aqua de joe no matter how old you get i feel like you smell it on someone I mean, because men are dumb and, like, will continue wearing the same thing. Gotta switch it I mean, a lot of men don't, like, even wash their ass, so why would you? A lot of straight men, you can't even trust them. Like, you see how many times on Twitter it comes up where it's like, oh, I don't like to, like, wash my ass hole because it's, like, too close to somebody else trying to touch it. Like, my my butthole is only an out hole. Never mind. I cannot believe we are going masculinity? No shit. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, look at me. Ding, ding, ding. Anyway. Wash your butts, people. My God. Don't be gross. Don't say people. Just your people. Straight men. Everyone. There's people. I mean, certainly. That there's identif- like a, there's no a how leg washing conversation. Yeah. There's wash a hand your body, washing head conversation. To toe around the holes wherever you gotta. Wash everything. Don't be filthy. Yeah. Don't be like, oh, it's next episode. I could have used the line. Never mind. Gotta wait. Can you tell that we took the notes already for the next episode? <laughs> Which we never normally oh, do. we're prepped. We're prepped and ready. So, uh, Sarah has them sit at, like, this kind of boardroom table. And Becky says, I've never taken a business class. I don't think people should go to college. I think it's a scam to take people's money. She is not wrong. 
Her. This was like when I was applying to college. Like I wish I would have listened. Little to her. did we know she knew about student loan scams. Before Becky they was on to it. Like you know what's funny is she's really come around for me. Like I mean, obviously the cultural appropriation is still pretty grating, but in general, like I feel like I like her so much. Like I feel like she, it, it, despite her like projection being kind of phony. Like, yeah. I think she is a genuine person. Yeah, no, that's and true. And she's a very smart person. Like, very, like... Smarter than you would anticipate given, based on that first impression. Given everything about the way she presents herself. But so, she's so much different than she was when she was on Flavor of Love. Yeah. She's dialed it back so much, it seems. I think because she's Minus. a decent enough person to, like, take this... You can tell who is, like, actually taking this process seriously. Yes. And who's not. And by who's not, I literally just mean Larissa. <laughs> like, I think they all, and we see it a little bit more coming up, but, like, I think Larissa is, I mean, uh, Shay is getting a little bit better at taking the process more seriously. Yeah. Safari is coming around a little bit. And then everybody else kind of took it seriously. Well, and Shatar is just her um, own. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, <laughs> So Sarah actually starts out with some really good, like, inspirational wisdom. You can tell that she's, like, really trying to empower a generation of female entrepreneurs. And she's like, whatever dream is inside of you, it doesn't matter where you come from or what you studied. Like, if you have a passion for it and a belief in it, you can move forward with persistence. You can achieve your goal. You know, if if there's anything I want you to focus on throughout this day, it's how do you want your customers to feel and how do you want them to react to you? So she's out here like dropping wisdom. Like, I'm grateful to her. She's doing her thing. Yeah. I actually saw on her LinkedIn that she was liking a bunch of posts about like, you know, black beauty products for Black History Month and like engaging in that sort of content. So she's, you know, probably committed to this life. So probably. Brooke says that she thinks Larissa is going to have the hardest time with this because she smells like a rotten orange. That's what she said? Yes. Oh, I just wrote, I put a question mark because I wasn't sure what she described. That's why captions are helpful. She smells like a rotten orange. I just wrote, Um, smells like crap, question mark. I don't know. I know how a rotten orange smells. I'm just not sure how a person goes about smelling like a rotten orange. People just smell different. No, I know. But like, that's a very oddly specific kind of bad smell like it's not your typical body odor smell yeah i meant to look i meant to look up to like how somebody could smell like a rotten orange but you know i'm a hack and actually as she's doing this talking head they're like cutting over to brooke like looking over at loris and laughing so i feel like it's not even just to be bitchy like i feel like it's gotta be or was the true inside joke that she actually does just smell i don't know so Sarah tells them that she wants them to uh, they were starting with thinking about the names of their fragrance. And she says, oh, you know, sometimes it's easier to keep it short. That way it makes more of an impact and it's easy to brand. Uh, Becky is glad to be learning about this because she thinks it'll benefit her in her real life. Um, I'm not actually sure what she's up to right now career wise, but I don't know. So Sarah then moves on to cost and profit and talking about different uh, business things that obviously the editors need to make look as confusing as possible. And a lot of but actually a lot of ladies look very overwhelmed by this information. I know I would be as soon as you start throwing numbers at me, I like shut down. (laughs) Obviously, the most confused in the entire group is Laylene, who just looks absolutely terrified. As yeah, as usual when it comes to the stuff like this. (laughs) Becky, again, with a talking head, is like, you know, I can multiply things by three, but not by nine. 
Wasn't it didn't get that it. far in my times tables. Yes. So, and then of course they have like Sarah being like, oh, so does anybody have any questions? And everybody's hand goes up. So Mickey, who was all, I forgot to mention that Mickey is also there. So <laughs> I love Mickey so much. Like she just is such a positive, calming That's presence. one thing. Yeah. She's always so like, you can all do this. Yeah. Kind she's of like, well, ladies, as you can see, the fragrance business is absolutely fascinating. Like, I'm like <laughs> it, fa- it feels like the segue in like an educational video <laughs> or like an employee training video or something like that. Yeah. She's like, and now we can move on to. So uh, she says that she's going to, well, that they've decided that they're going to make it a little bit more interesting. The deans, I guess. So the ladies are going to be broken up into teams of three. They'll be creating a fragrance, 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 and selling it at an open air mall in Hollywood tomorrow. So I just want to tell a quick story. If you don't follow me on Twitter, at Sonia Marie says. Uh, so I am exclusively an east coast gal i have lived in new jersey my whole life with the exception of four years that i lived in upstate new york and um i knew that like on the west coast they call some things different things and you know whatever so i heard open air mall and i was like oh you know i know that in california they call what we call on the east coast a flea market something different a mini mall no a mini mall is different (laughs) it's just like a mini mall that's where I was going with that. Yeah, no, I I, I know you better than you know yourself. I absolutely knew the second you said mini mall. That that was coming. That you were going to have to sing the song. <laughs> that you literally could not keep it inside you. Uh, so I was like, I know that they have a different name for flea markets. But I recognize that flea market is a derogatory name. And I don't like saying it normally. But I think that's generally the consensus term for what it's called. What else? And there? I was like, well, I know that on the West Coast, they call it a swap meet. But I couldn't think of swap meet. Or I did eventually. But I was like, is this? So I asked on Twitter, hey, West Coast people, is a swap me and an open air mall the same thing and like my mentions were like uh well actually flashback to guest so so lovely Mm. who like wrote sent me a picture of literally the exact place they go and was like does this look like a flea market to you (laughs) i was like okay no wow you got dragged i got i got i got lightly dragged but i deserved it because it was a stupid question that i should have held off on until i got the answer that's one of those moments where it's like it's simple as a google search it could have saved you no i don't think because i don't think a google search would have been able to solve this what i should have done is waited until they got to said outdoor mall oh that's true and had my question 10 minutes later in the episode yes which means like two and a half hours later for you and your notes yes So uh, Mickey tells them that the team that makes the largest profit from the sale of their scents. Oh, because that's I've started doing the voice typing now. So I don't know what these notes are going to look like from the sale of their scent uh, will be safe from expulsion at the next elimination. So you just speak to your computer now. I will on occasion. Or do you um, just like put your computer near the TV so you pretty much have the entire script of the show? So I take my notes in Google Notes and under tools, there is something called voice typing. It's not great, but it will do the trick. It does the trick. I got to start doing that. Well, it's like weird because I have to pause and then say it at my TV. And then a lot of times I'll have to go back and fix it. Yeah. So it's like I sometimes it's just easier to type. Plus, I have abbreviations for all the ladies names that like I've tried to say and it just 
Like they, what? Like what? Well, so anybody whose name is over five letters gets abbreviated. So, so if like Courtney would be like CRT. Court- Come on. Monique is Mo. Larissa is Lar. Laylene is Lay. Uh, Shay is Shaw. No, Shay is. Shay I know. I'm it's kidding. Four. Anyway, Brooke is Bro. Brooke is BRK. Oh my God! Just write their names. No. <laughs> anyway, so Shay, Lar, and BRK are the CEOs. Lar and Burke. Uh, they're responsible for interviewing and selecting their team members. So Monique says that the logic tells us in a talking head that she the logic behind designating the people who are CEOs as CEOs is that they want more from Brooke because she never really takes a ton of initiative. And then they wanted to split up Larissa and Shay, the fucking Bobsy twins that mm. they are, basically because they're so dependent on each other and they they wanted to see how they do without each other. So the three CEOs go off with Mickey and she tells them, which I assume is in this Sarah's office, that they have, she, Mickey loves to do this. She goes, I want you to think really hard about like who is the best choices like while you're doing these interviews, you know, yes, you need to like in terms of marketing and selling and, you know, all of these factors, not just, you know, who you're friends with. So we get some interviews. And what's so funny is like, I, this is like one of those moments where it's like, I can't believe how far we are in the season that it was like the interviews felt like they were so quick because it was technically only six people that needed to get interviewed because there are three CEOs. So Becky was first. Shay was initially like, yeah, I want her. Like she, people really notice her and like respond to her. And she's like, people notice her before you know, before they notice me. Can you believe that? And I'm like, I mean, you're very pretty, but like, you know, Becky's like a lot. Like, of course, she, like, is more, like, she's, like, a more gravitational pull in terms of her personality. She's very outgoing. Yeah. So, Brooke says, have you ever sold anything before? And Becky says, I've sold weed. Amazingly, they bleep weed. Yeah. I wasn't sure what she said because of the bleep. I watched her mouth. Like, I did, I'm not very good at lip reading, typically, but um, I watched that. But Larissa got a big kick out of that. Yeah. That she sold weed before. Uh, up next is Courtney. Uh, Shay says, like, you know, I know I'm going to be selling perfumes and I want my team member to be really involved in the process. And I know that you're a bit of a comedian and that you have a lot of humor. You know, how do you think you can use that to sell products and win? And Courtney's like, well, you know, you need to be real personable and we have to draw the crowd in and get them to listen to what we're saying. And Larissa asks, what was the first job you ever had? And Courtney says that her first job was at McDonald's and she got fired for giving away uh, too much food. Yep. Which feels like the most on brand story <laughs> for her. It all depends on like, is are she was she giving it to friends or was it like people who were begging for food? I don't think starving? it matters, to be honest. That's like, true. fuck McDonald's. Fuck. I mean, I love McDonald's. Like, but like, fuck these huge corporations. Ronald's going to kick down the door. No clowning around in this restaurant. You're fired. Up next is Shatar. <laughs> and uh, I wish she, I could insert your face. She obviously is, you know, the queen of interviews. She's like, you know, you should hire me because I'm very driven and I enjoy seeing very high sales and high profit margins. And Shay is like, I don't trust Shatar, but I know I want her on my team because she knows how to talk her way through just about anything. She could sell. I mean, she's the kind of person you definitely want on your team for yeah. this sort of challenge. 
you would think. Up next is Safari, and Larissa asks if she's ever sold anything, and Safari's like, yes, I have. And Safari gets up, and she basically does, she try. I guess she must have taken a business class at some point in her life, because she tries to do the the Wolf of Wall Street, like, pen selling thing, yeah. except it a took pen. me, it took me a long time to realize, because the way she says pen sounds, the way she says pin sounds like pen. So I thought that she was selling a pen so. until I realized that she had taken the 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 pledge pin yeah. off of her jacket and was like trying to sell. And so she goes through this whole elaborate lie where she's like, I have several thousands of these. They were actually purchased from the king over in Mazatlan, which is a made up place. Um, found, found under the Red Sea or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I feel like she must have gotten her selling tips from like a mall kiosk. I guess that's Either what that it or reminds she just made me made up some bullshit off the top of her head. Well, yeah, but I mean, just like for that to be your default is to just straight up lie, which comes back to bite her. She's do- well, yes. So she's like, "Oh, you need," and so Shay is like, "What the fuck?" Like they're all sitting there, like, "What the fuck?" But you know, she's like, "So Spirey's looking." Like, oh, you're probably saying to yourself, "Why do you need?" why do you need this pen? And because it's a part of history and it was found at the bottom of the Red Sea. And Shay's like, okay, so the CS stands for, and Safari's like, it stands for City Slight. Coming up with something. I mean, she's, she's quick on her feet. We'll give her that. Dara, poor Dara. They're so mean to her when she's just trying her best and only saying gibberish at all times. So she's like, I, I sell my ass off. You know, I've I've sold things from the nastiest cough syrup to sneakers that didn't even match. And I know about field sales and where to drive and how to target each individual person. And they're just cutting back to the CEOs and they look bored as fuck. So Shay's like, OK, question. Um. Are you going to be rambling on like this with every person you encounter? Because, like, we just need to get to the sales. Like, you just need to get to the point and not talk about your life. So next is Laylene. And obviously nobody's we know that, you know, Shay and Larissa are not going to pick her even if she was the last possible option. So Larissa's like, obviously, like, she will never be on my team. Just hold on to that. So... Brooke's like, okay, well, you know, how do you feel about perfume? And Laylene's like, what girl doesn't love perfume? And she's like, and then she starts doing the interview thing because she obviously takes every challenge way too seriously. And she's like, I, you know, she takes that approach that you're supposed to do in all interviews and be like, what? Like, you're supposed to ask the interviewer questions. And she's like, you know, I just want to know what your company stands for. And Larissa's like, oh, what, like, who does she think she is? Does she think she's the CEO? Like, fall back, bitch. Like, it's exhausting. It has to be exhausting to live like that. So all the interviews are done and it's time to pick teams. So the three CEOs are sitting there with, like, little cutouts on some sort of foam board of the six ladies that they have to choose from. So Shatar, Becky, and Courtney all get snatched up right away. So I assumed, because I'm a reasonable, decent human being, that they would, like, round robin select one person. Yes. 
And so when I saw that three people were left, I was like, okay, so each one of them has one. Like I spent so much more time than necessary trying to figure out the logistics when I could have just, again, waited a couple minutes to get the answer. So I was like, okay, each one of them has three. And then all of a sudden, Shay is talking to Larissa and Brooke about picking between those three. And I'm like, but wait, don't you have to pick somebody too? And blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, it's like, Larissa snatches up Safari and then they're like, "Okay, well, Brooke, that's your team. And I was like. Wait. Basically, they just started like Larissa and Shay just started taking people. So it was. And Brooke is like, well, that's not fair. Like, I'm not getting stuck with these two. The two who had I wouldn't say the worst interviews, but like. You know, it's just the two no one wants. The two that nobody really wants because everybody is terrible. So Brooke is pissed and she's like, oh, you guys can like think that your friendship can take you everywhere in the house, but you can't. And she's like arguing with, th- with them and they're arguing loud enough that you can hear it outside. And Brooke is like, whatever. I don't want to f- like fucking deal with you guys. And Larissa's like, why? Because we're the black girls that you saw on Flavor of Love. And Brooke is like, black has nothing to do with it. Which I give her on this one. Larissa really just does that shit for the fuck of it. Oh, she loves to just stir the pot. Because well, she's we'll so find deep, out, deeply we find out unhappy. Later. We find out later. Well, yeah. I'll I mean, this. well, this is a callback to the fact that Brooke apparently during the second season of Flavor of Love, like, had done an interview with some blog. And she was like, all the black girls are jealous of crazy. Oh, really? Well, so remember, oh. okay, so do you remember in the first episode? I didn't know this. Okay, so do you remember in the first episode where, like, Larissa and Shay are like, we fucking hate her. She was like, oh, you're saying I that we're all. I thought it was just all... a spit thing because she spit on a black th- woman. Well, that too. But I. Th- but they say, we know you gave an interview to a blog saying that I thought that, uh, I thought that Larissa said that she called all of the black girls crazy And then in one of those like previously on or in some flashback or something in a later episode in the season, you can see that Larissa actually says all you said all of the black girls are jealous of crazy or like, uh, yeah. So that's ultimately what she says. And so she's kind of had that in the back of her mind. Now, if I were to find out that Brooke was like, well, no, we've actually kind of seen that she's like. That weird sort of racist where she doesn't really have a problem with black people. She's she just doesn't say the right things no, or she doesn't realize what she's saying that, where it's like, I think that she's wrong. one of those like I have black friends kind of black okay, people, but will like go. cross the street when she sees a black person okay, yes. walking up. Like, you know what gotcha. I mean? There's levels to racism, everybody. There, yes. In case you're hearing this it's for not the first simple, time. Yeah, Groundbreaking information, I'm sure. I'm sure if you're listening to this. (laughs) Anyway, so they go to a commercial break and then they come back from the commercial break and there's more arguing. And Brooke's like, no, I'm not taking them. I'm not taking them. But obviously the other two are so stubborn and difficult that they're not budging. So Sarah finally comes in and she's like, "Okay, your time is up. You have to announce your team. So Brooke is stuck with those two. So they stand out there in front of the... The remaining ladies and say, you know, Larissa's like, okay, I choose Safari and Courtney. Shay says, I pick Shatar and Becky. She calls her my sister and then explains like, oh, it's because you're humorous and popular. 
So Brooke like makes this whole big show of being like, well, it's obviously not a surprise who I chose. And then she goes, I couldn't believe this. She goes, I chose Dara um, because you're older and I think that you're more educated. Well, even though she's kind of older. No, she said because thought- you're older. Oh, I, fuck, I didn't write that part down. Oh, yeah. She said, oh, something about, although she's, like, older, she's educated. Because she's that. older, oh. and I think that you're more educated, and you handle anyway. yourself very well. Did you get a commercial at this point as well? I don't remember. There's a commercial I saw here that I had to take a note on, because I think this is crazy. And I, it has nothing to do with the episode. But there's the commercial with a car, where you can send someone a car key through an app. And the guy goes to his parents like, oh, hey, like, oh, don't worry. I'll just like text it to you. And they're like, wait, what? And, you know, it's a haha older people kind of joke thing. But I sat there and I was like, someone being able to just use a car with a car key on an app is a absolutely horrific idea. Like, I get the thinking. It's like, oh, that might not be a bad idea. But it's horrific thinking. Think of how easily shit gets hacked. Cars are going to get stolen left and right. This is going to be like gone in 60 seconds times like 5 billion. I mean, I guess. Come on. Or then, like, well, I mean, and then I understand, like, a kid, like, be like, oh, I'm going to go for a joyride, even though that seems like only in movies. I mean, I'm sure that they probably considered some security measures. There has to be something. Like, I don't think that they're just but like, send could... your key to anybody. Like, well, I no, don't... it won't be that. It'll Literally, someone could hack into someone else's phone. It's like identity theft. They could literally just go into someone else's phone, take it, be like, haha, I got your car now. I mean, I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm just, I yeah. mean, there's like. We've got a lot more pressing issues on the world. I know. I saw this commercial and it made me angry. I'm sorry. Then she says that she chose Leilene because she's sexy. And I think that uh, you're going to use your assets to the best of your advantage. So she's like, you know, taking lemons and making lemonade. Who would you have chosen for your team? It's tough for me to say based on how the results go. Like, this is one of those where we need to start writing like... In the notes at the time, be like, "This is who I would." But choose I think it's right tough because bat. I think that the producers make a very valiant effort to like set up the underdog narrative very early on. Well, my honestly, for me, if I could have the choice, my two picks probably would have been Laylene and I'd say Becky. I think so too. Laylene's think- a lot. I don't understand why no one wants her. Like, yo, like it's literally the first thing you think marketing is sex sells. I think that as much as Shatar is like clearly a good business mind i just wouldn't trust buying something from somebody with a weave that bad (laughs) you know like you see her and she's got her weird like wonky lashes and her and her wig is crooked and just like you know it's just it's it's a lot going on that's like "Mm, i don't know if you're really i don't know yeah like i'm not really sure what's going on here but i don't really trust it She's got like those vacant shark eyes. Like, I don't, you know, like, I don't, I don't, I can't really dark trust eyes. her. Um, I feel like Courtney too. I, I think that Courtney is like a really nice person, but I think that because of our biases in this country towards Southern accent, like accents like hers, mm. that I think that there was no way she was going to do well, you know, like, she, I don't know. Plus, it's it's tough in that environment because it's like I feel like people are getting aggressively sold to because we ultimately see that it's it's like the the spot in Hollywood that yeah, everybody goes. It yeah. is the it is the Times Square 
of yeah. LA. It's where they have all like the celeb impersonators people take pictures with. Yeah, if I'm no. not mistaken, isn't that where the Hollywood Walk of Fame I, is? I have all the stuff written that's nearby. Oh, okay, cool. So Larissa is pissed because she is like, Brooke is getting off the hook for, I don't know, mm-hmm. the decision that we forced her into making. So she's like, oh, she's trying to tell Laylene and Dara that she's excited to have them on her team. Like, what a fucking liar. So, you know, I checked her and we get back to real time, so to speak. And Larissa's like, mm, that's not what you said in the room. She actually said that she didn't want you guys. So, which I was like, what? Did she say that she said she didn't want you guys? She said she. I thought she yeah. just said like, that's not what you said in the room. And no, was like, she goes, like, she didn't want now. you. She straight up says she didn't want you. Damn. So Brooke's like, all right. So Brooke turns to, I guess, Laylene and goes, let's keep it real. Nobody wanted you, sweetheart, but you're sexy, so you sell. And Larissa's like, no, I, I understand. No, Laylene, you mean? Oh, wait. She's Larissa. Like, oh, no, no, no. Sorry. No, no, no. Sorry. Uh, Larissa goes, um, that's not like, no, not exactly. So whatever. And Laylene's like, I respect that. Yeah, I respect that. All right. So Brooke is like in a talking head saying like, oh, Larissa had it out for me since day one and I can't deal with this bitch anymore. I hope she goes home. Basically, they have that same talking head, her saying that exact same sentiment a million times throughout the episode, just in different ways. And you could even see at a certain point, Brooke is tired of saying it, yeah, being forced to say it, you know? So Laylene, they play this like sad piano music in the background of her talking head. And she's like, I know that no team wanted me, but hey, some team has to have me. And whoever it is, I know that they're lucky. I'm like, you are. And I mean this lovingly, the most pathetic person oh my God. in the history of reality television. Wow. Like, I don't mean that like, oh, you're pathetic. Like, no, like truly like a, a, a sympathy invoking figure. I just feel bad you for her. You could have said it that way. Holy shit. Oh, my God. So Mickey says that Larissa is the first team to begin their fragrance journey. And she uh-huh. ses- suggests Sorry. that the rest uh, roll up their sleeves and get busy with their marketing plans. It does remind me, though. There's uh, one of the old WWF, the music volume. I think it might have been volume. Th- is it two? Where they have Stone Cold's theme on. But instead of just the glass break and the usual song, they insert him saying things. So the opening of it is literally just Stone Cold going like, you are completely pathetic. And then the glass breaks. And now I, this is all I picture with this. Sorry, I was drinking some Red Bull while you were talking. I didn't know what to say. Sorry. It's okay. I don't know what the fuck is going on with us today. So <laughs> well, I'm sick as sh- well. No, I can curse. Sick I don't again. know why I've like stopped. Yeah, I don't know why it's you're censoring sa- no, yourself. The, the problem is, it's the same like sickness. It's the same mucusy bullshit that it's been. It's not Corona. Everybody, he yes, doesn't have I'm a okay. fever. Yes, I'm not right. that you can well, get it through the airway. Would not. Yeah. Well, no, everyone would... else I know would have caught it by now. Well, you also didn't have a fever, and then you're not like especially groggy. You're just regular tired. Well, yeah, that's true. I drink a lot of coffee. Also, sometimes I'm when you're sick, tired. you just feel tired. Like, yeah. it's no, not, you know, I think they mean, like, excessive grogginess. And, like, yeah. you can't get out of bed. And I ended up drinking, like, two beers yesterday, so that doesn't help. Two whole beers. Uh, so, in Well, you know how I am with being, like, it's not hungover, but, like, processing alcohol. I suck. My body immediately starts to, like, reject a, everything. And you it's like, are a shame to your irish and german oh no i can drink like a son of a bitch 
but you it's can't. More, it's the after effects that it's like, No, wow, but I I'm saying like that, like, those people are known for not only their ability to put down drinks, but their ability to recover from drinking. Lies. You... All right, they whatever. They pretend. Okay, sure. So, Larissa... Larissa, oh, my God. <laughs> who cares? Like, who cares? <laughs> so, on wow. to the strategy. Wow. Are you done? Are you finished? <laughs> All right, continue. Time to work on strategy. Larissa's team is, like, first, and, you know, Sarah is like, oh, you know, what kind of experience do you want to create and... You want to, you know, the best kind of sense to pick are the ones that bring you back in time. And, you know, she tells this story from her childhood where she's like, oh, smelling honeysuckle, you know, made me feel so free. And do you guys have any smells like that that, you know, remind you of a time in your life? And Safari goes, gasoline. And Larissa immediately, you can tell, is like, I fucked up. Like, she looks (laughs) over at Safari and she's like, why the fuck? Like, you can see in her face that she's like, why the fuck would you even say that? Like, yeah, but if is- you don't actually like the smell of gasoline, I don't think I trust you. Oh, well, then I guess it's time for us to get a divorce. You definitely like the smell. I'm not. sorry. That initial smell of gasoline when you're at a gas station is phenomenal. I hate the smell of gasoline. The fuck out of here. I love the I don't smell believe of- you. I, my weird smell is uh, bleach. I love the I smell of bleach. bleach. Gasoline's not a weird smell, like though. Everyone likes that chlor- it. I love that's what, uh, soft That's a poll. We need a Twitter and- poll. You what? need to put that out. Do you like the smell of gasoline? Yes I mean, or no? I mean, I know that plenty of people love it. I'm not shitting on people yeah. for loving it. I just don't. I don't want to say that bleach is necessarily considered a weird smell either. I don't like it, but I don't know if I'd say that it's a weird one that people like. It's I mean, weird. I well, it's not necessarily bleach, but it's like that, uh, the chlorine smell. Uh, like you, indoor really? pools. Oh, I love it. I love the smell of an indoor pool. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, when we were on our honeymoon, when they have that one little indoor section, when we walked in, I could have swore you went like, oh my God, I love I this. love that smell. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, it's an interesting one. Sarah lets them test a few scents, and uh, Larissa is actually enjoying a challenge for once. She's not completely miserable, so that was pretty exciting and different. Courtney uh, says in a talking head that she hopes their fragrance doesn't come out smelling like chicken head juice, which I was confused what that means. I Googled it and nothing came up. I didn't know if she just meant the juice that comes out of a chicken's head when you chop it off because I'm country or if she was saying like chicken head, like, you know, like a chicken head colloquially. What do you mean? Like a penis? No. Like choke the chicken juice? I don't know. Ew. I'm just Um, confused now. No, like a chicken head is like a term for like a slut. Oh, I never knew that. There's See, like these are things Cardi you need. It's like I say, I really do learn something every episode. What is, what do you mean? What is a chicken? A chicken head's a slut? Like how they bob their heads. like Oh, the like they're giving blowjobs. Sucking a dick. Yeah, well, yes. Wow. All right. Yeah. So um, anyway, the team's outside. Uh, Becky suggests that part of their earnings should go to uh, breast cancer charity and she's like, oh, yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Like, and she actually says, good marketing strategy. It's funny. I've seen a couple moments with Larissa. I mean, not Larissa, with Shay, that when she's, she kind of has, like, a nerdiness. About, I don't know why I'm talking about her so much this week. But, like, she kind of has, like, a nerdiness about her sometimes that comes out on occasion. Especially when she's not, like, linked to Larissa specifically. I don't know. It reminds me of the, it's like the Sopranos. 
where when they're not with when all three of them aren't together they're not making fun of christopher and like they get along but then when tony and cousin tony are together they rip on him the whole fucking time oh yeah it's like when she's with larissa they team up and they go on stuff and when she's on her own she's like nice and nerdy yeah i mean i i think especially as a woman that you you have encountered women like this in your life that you've got those friends that are like you know you enjoy being with them when they're not around another person who brings out a bad side of them yeah i don't know i mean obviously i'm sure probably it's not a gender exclusive thing but i think just based on the interpersonal dynamics of women and like clickiness that I have more experience with. Like I've had various friends who I'm like, I don't like who you are when you're around these other people. So uh, onto Brooke's team, Laylene is like, so Laylene suggests that they call their scent flavor of love. And Brooke's like, oh fuck, like that actually works because people will see us exactly and be like oh my god those are the girls from flavor of love and they're selling a flavor of love perfume i'm kind of surprised that the producers didn't put like a kibosh on that but i guess because they're not really it's not a real perfume yeah Yeah. so i guess i mean obviously they'd shut it down if it was a real thing but i mean even for the purpose of the show like i I don't know i was just kind of surprised that they let them move forward with that idea although i wouldn't want to name Oh, I don't know if I would name a scent flavor of love. Well, that's part of what's stupid about their discussion. And because Brooke says like, oh, I've got a tagline, you know, when it comes to love, what's your flavor? And it's like. It's not a bad tagline. Well, it is. It wouldn't be a bad tagline if you weren't selling something associated with another of the five senses. Yeah. Like flavor and smell are two different things. So, and Brooke is, like, so proud of herself because she's like, you know, we have a white girl, a black girl, and an Asian girl, and, you know, we're all mixed. And I'm like, what? Like, does that mean that I think not she just all... meant it as, like, we're a mixed group. Mixed, yes. I, yeah, because I was a little confused about that. That is what that, she meant. I hope, because I was very confused. So, on to Shay's team now in the testing room. Uh Sarah's like, oh, you've created a very clean, fresh, unisex fragrance. And Shatar says uh, in a talking head, although some might say it smells like bug spray, I thought it smelled pretty good. Yeah. I'm like, I don't like that smell either. Oh, I hate the bug spray smell. Yeah. So they decide to call their scent Icon, which is smart. I mean, it goes along with that suggestion of keeping it short and simple. Yep. And, you know, again, not a terrible idea. So we don't get to see Brooke's team do their fragrance selection, but Mickey's like, okay, you know, time to go home and work on the bottle design. So they all thank Sarah and they work their way to the bus. So back at the house, Monique tells them over the loudspeaker that all the materials they'll need to design the bottles can be found in the plaid room, which I feel like doesn't really narrow it down because all of the walls are covered in that I did horrible... not know what she said there. I just wrote, I think I just wrote in the house. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't really think figure out i think that what she means is in because it's as we've established the same house as the i love new york house i think it's that in between space all i can picture it is the it's by the kitchen where, where, where fucking 12 pack and heat were always yes, drinking and dancing yes yeah. that's exactly yes i couldn't get the words out but we were on the same page that's what i'm here for except for all of the times that you can't help me <laughs> So we get uh, quick clips of them working on the bottles and Becky. So I can't believe I'm saying this. So 
Becky, you know, they're all working and it's the nighttime, I think. So, like, they're dressed a little bit more casually. And Becky is, like, working in this cami and, like, she's leaning forward. And I'm like, she's got an incredible set of boobs. Is this when she was on the bed? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. I, like, forget that about her. And and she's got a shirt on next week, too, that I'm like, you've got, like, a solid set of boobs. Like, good for you. Anyway. So they are working on. Buck Wild. So they work on, you know, the marketing. They have to work on the marketing, the displays, and the poster that will be up as they're selling because it's got to go out to the public tomorrow. So this is like, you know, Project Runway style turnaround time. Uh, While working on the posters, Dara makes the suggestion to her team that they get naked and each one of them has like what the word what's your and flavor written on one each of them. For Larissa's team, because they named their fragrance La Sacour, which obviously is a reference to Larissa, Safari, and Courtney. It sounds like La Sucker for buying their... Yeah. Also, yeah. I don't know if that was their intention, but it's it's a terrible name. It's almost liquor. It's almost and You can sucker. tell that like, it's Ugh. like... You, you can absolutely tell sucker. that they all thought... That it sounded fancy. No, yeah, it sounds terrible. To and me. it's like it's not. It sounds trashy. Like, sorry, that's la sucker, la sucker. They're probably no. in their heads. Were like, oh, it probably sounds like liqueur. Like, la you know what sucker. I mean? You'd be like one of the. Just think of like any fucking fragrance ad you've ever seen where they like whisper talk and like the accent. What is your plan? So Safari suggests like writing out the name of their fragrance and then like, I don't know, they come up with a bunch of like really terrible ideas back to back where like and Larissa, you can tell, is just standing back and like realizing more and more as time goes on how huge of a mistake she made. Yep. Like because they're talking at one point about somebody posing on the toilet um, that was like, yeah, we have someone in the shower. She's like, which, oh, it's someone right here in the toilet. Which like, actually, I feel like, didn't on. they do something like that once? It was a... Uh, they did it something like, like a, in an ad once. And I can't... Re- I don't know why I'm picturing it looks like Jenny a McCarthy. Album. Jenny McCarthy sitting on the toilet? Yeah, it was like an ad. I think it might have been for a fragrance. Please somebody tell me that I'm not making this up. But I swear there was some like female, hot female comedian. Like, and it was part of an ad campaign where they were sitting on the toilet with their panties around their ankles. And it was supposed to be like, ah, like. <laughs> giving a du toilet a whole new name. Oh, that might have to be the episode title. A du toilet. I think that's how it goes. Yeah, it, yeah. Oh, every time I try to Google it, and the only thing that's coming up is poopery, which, which we are. Oh my God! Of. Unofficial sponsor of the show, poopery. Actually, official unofficial sponsor of the show, squatty potty. Both of everything is just bathroom related, which is so not who I am as a person. I mean, I brought poopery to work, and that bottle went within a week. I have no. That's a lot. Of I poop. have no qualms. And it wasn't talking even about, me. I have no qualms about talking about anything sexual. You start talking about pooping around me i shut down like that is my like inappropriate draw the line thing I just don't but i swear to god i will tell everybody i know get 
yourself a squatty potty. Toilets should be made with squatty potties associated with them, like physically built onto them. Like why that doesn't exist is beyond me. With a little it's extension a game bar. It's like if you want it, cool. If not, you could keep it against the toilet. Yeah. Why don't toilets have built in like wow feet yeah. up like uh, that? Well, then technically you're stealing their intellectual property. I was gonna say no. You bring them they're in. Gonna, no, it's they're gonna come. Someone's gonna listen to this, and somehow now that it's in the universe, it's gonna happen. Well, then we can sue them because we have evidence that we discussed it. Yeah, but we just discussed it. But we didn't set a plan. We're not gonna win anything. It doesn't what we matter. need to do right now is draw up a blueprint and then fucking bring it to the squatty potty people. Yeah. And then bring that to Shark Tank because that's how the squatty potty first exactly. came about. I Ma- cannot stress enough that Mark you need to Cuban, buy one. let us move to Dallas as well. Yeah. Let us be your friend, Mark Cuban. Uh, so. I hope he's the one. That, wait, is he the one who sponsored it originally? I don't remember. Because whoever it is that went originally was the one we'd have to go with. I don't remember. Because technically they're tied into that idea. That's true. Or we could bring another shark in. And I would hope it was Mark Cuban, though. I like Mark Cuban. I, I love, actually like most of them, to I be honest. Da- that I is lo- true. I love Robert. Um, Damon cool. kind of gets on my nerves. I love the women. I love the ladies. Like They're really nice. Yeah. And then, they like, seem like Mr. Wonderful is like a dickhead, but... On TV, but he seems like off TV. Well, he's like, also like... As a business partner, uh, he'd be like a well, really good Well, he also seems like... You know, like, I mean, obviously all of them are, like, capitalists, but, like, I feel like he's the most aggressively, like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps type of bitch. You know what I mean? Make your fucking money. At least, like, Robert's, like, I was very poor and, like, I love helping poor people. Hello, Robert. Hope you're listening. Yeah, no, I love Robert. Help me. I love Robert. And I love that he, like, had his second wind and met his wife on Dancing with the Stars. Like, I love his whole, I love his whole shtick. I love Robert. He's the best. Wherever he lives, we'll move there too. Probably California. All of these people probably. <laughs> I'm live fine in with moving to Cali. I would was... love to move to Dallas, though. And then what? And then we well, could go to an open air mall. And Lori is probably based out of. I mean, because I know that QVC is Connecticut, so she's probably. She's got to be closest. in the area. She's probably in the city area, though. And then the I amount of businesses she's with too. She definitely has like I think a New Barbara York based Chicago. Office. I don't she know. We, we like have literally said so many things, just posed a bunch of stupid questions today that we don't have answers to. And you're, I'm sure that somebody at home. If is anyone like knows, let us know. Yeah. Is like screaming at your, you know, whatever you're listening to this in and being like, you stupid fucking idiots. If someone is a gigantic Shark Tank fan and knows the answers to all these, please let us know. I mean, we can Google it in between when this episode goes up also. But I want us to get interactive. Anyway, uh, just tweet us anyway or Instagram us. Let's good. Where was I? How the fuck did we get here? We were going on about, oh, about, to- about uh, bathrooms. Squatty potties. With, right. Yes. With their picture. Yeah. So they just have this terrible idea. Uh, Luris's team has a terrible idea for marketing. They're just all their ideas they're coming up with are terrible. And she just looks horrified. So back to Brooke's team. And of course, because this show is male gazy as fuck. Yeah. We get a slow-mo shot of Brooke like standing up topless. And obviously it's blurred. But imagine if they bleeped weed but didn't blur out her tits. Um, so no. like, and then obviously a bunch of the ladies posing. We surprise, unsurprisingly, oh. barely see any of Dara. The she uncensored is, DVDs, I bet. No, show some shit. I don't think so. Oh, they probably have to sign in on that though. Because that's know. still something you're still showing someone's body as opposed to just like cursing and shit. I mean, we know that she wouldn't mind. She doesn't give it. Yeah, I mean, she was on like another show where she was naked. Did we end up seeing her boobs? I forgot. Yes. On that show, yes. Okay. She didn't actually do anything. That right. Was the other that was girl the other girl had like dudes. the threesome, right? Yes. Good for her. Um, 
Somebody's okay. got to. Somebody's got to. Well, I mean, for a the show context, like that, that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to say like, for myself. Yeah. I'm saying like the show is literally like, hey, you four people are coming in this house to have sex, and it's like, oh, and then Brooke was just kind of like, I'm, yeah, I'm not really feeling this guy. All right, and then the other two started in because they were having some chemistry. Which I'm not saying that she like, should have, and she's more than welcome to no you it's know, going consent is yeah. obviously crucial yeah. but like, it's like damn you, you went there to fuck and like you didn't end up fucking you four That's people kind of are very open to doing this stuff so go ahead try it out and then it was the one other dude from survivor no real world was it a real world yeah it was a real care. world guy Some he guy hooked up with the girl and then the other guy was just kind of chilling because brooke didn't want to do anything and then he kind of just came in it's like yeah let's all do shit so right. we get slow-mos of Laylene and Brooke like topless and like holding their boobs and, you know, so Laylene's like, you know, we decided to go with the sex sells angle and like, you know, showing a little skin like doesn't hurt. And as they're taking the pictures, Shay is like spying on them and she's like, Brooke's team looks like a bunch of whores. And like she starts talking Who shit is? about Layl- Who are which Who I are? did not know people actually say, even despite being from New Jersey. I have never heard anybody actually say in all sincerity, Who are until so, I watch The Sopranos. I've heard that since I feel like I was like 12. But I feel like people because people I feel like people say it to like do Who-er. a lot. I think it like, was an Artie Lang thing, too. I mean, probably he's from Jersey, right? Mm-hmm. So then I believe. Uh, Shay starts talking about Laylene's fake boobs and I know that I'm Laylene Hive so obviously I can't not sound biased but I don't think that her fake boobs look that bad you don't really see them the only time you can really see that they look like very fake based on what we see is like she's at one point where she's turned to the side and holding them there's clearly a little bit of pull in a way that you don't see in Natural, natural breasts um but other than that i don't think that like when you look at her when she's dressed you would think like oh those are i mean and obviously we've never seen her in person maybe they look more fake in person i mean i don't remember ever really seeing her in any clothes that are like so extremely revealing like that well i mean she does wear the dress later on but i mean even then it's like nothing no, then that they she, don't because they're just kind of pushed together enough nothing like, that she had on in like made them look so fake yeah. that it's like you couldn't look at her and be like okay well that doesn't look like a, a really good bra no they're not like 2000 porn star vibe right so lately uh what's her name uh brooke is completely just being like oh these disgusting and she like goes back to her team and she's like tramps and whores it's like what are you fucking like what kind of fucking old lady bullshit is this like grow up so uh shay's team is doing some photographing of the bottles on some fabric honestly it looks super tacky we go back to brooke's team for a minute and lately like they're going through the photos and they're like Laylene's like oh that looks hot and she's like you know they're all, they're like start you can tell that brooke in particular is like really coming around to the idea of this team and yeah. like how this could potentially really work for her good for them and then we just get a quick clip of uh, Safari saying she doesn't know how to work a camera. So there's no hope for that brain trust. So, you know, the ladies are kind of winding down and Brooke and Laylene go downstairs to eat and they notice an assignment note on the bulletin board. 
So it's a little typed up thing that says like, oh, I hear, ladies, I hear you're well on your way into the world of business. Here's a little bit more information. Tomorrow night, the two CEOs of the losing teams will automatically be called to the carpet. Mm -hmm. And Brooke is like, well, fuck. Like if I lose, you know, I'm like nervous if I lose. But on the bright side, if I win, you know, Larissa and Shay are two of the bottom two. And, you know, that's a statistically, well, she doesn't say this, but it's like statistically a pretty good chance that at least one of them will go home. Well, obviously one of them will go home. At least one of them. Uh, So as they're kind of putting on the finishing touches of all of this, the next day. Oh, so this is the next morning. So... Brooke's team is, like, picking out their outfits, and Brooke is dressed basically like a bottle service girl, and Dara is dressed like she's going to a funeral, and we don't really see Laylene, but, um, like, Dara is, like, holding up a pair of, I think, what are the, like, so the charm school uniforms are two parts. There's, like, the dress uniform, which is their, like, skirt and blazer and whatever, and then they also got, uh, what looked like velour tracksuits because 2007 and she's like dara i couldn't understand what was happening like because i thought that she was saying that dara's outfit looked hot which i'm like that's not really necessary you don't need to lie she said it to her dara was like what no she goes that's hot no she's holding up a pair of sweatpants dara and i didn't understand what she was doing i'm like why is she holding up the sweatpants and like we don't see Laylene at this point so the doorbell rings and there are Three gift bags with the team's names on them. Also, they have like a dollar amount on them. Like one of the teams so was like 50. 50. Bucks, yeah. One of them said 50. The other two said 52. But I'm not clear on wh- like what that dollar amount was supposed to be. Like, I don't know. I don't think they're charging anywhere near that much for the perfumes. They can't. But like, is that maybe that's how much that bag costs? So whatever you make on top of it, that gets subtracted. That's the profit. That's what I'm thinking. It's the profit margin. Oh, okay. Your cost of goods, which is one of the things she focused on. Your cost of goods was fifty or fifty-two dollars. Whatever you make on top of the because this is my number came in later when they ask them about uh, the percentages, like as we talked before with the breast Mm -hmm. cancer stuff. They're like, what percentages? What dollar amount? Blah blah blah. And the numbers came out a little like awkward, and I'm like, that makes more sense now. Okay, that actually helped me tremendously. Thank you. you. Look at you with your business education background. There you go. Coming into use. Because like this is all foreign language to me. So they then have to... They're the ones responsible for putting the perfume into the bottles, which I was like, this is a recipe for disaster, but it seems to go pretty okay. It w- yeah, it wasn't as bad as I think VH1 was anticipating. Yeah, which I you could tell that they were pissed. But, uh, you know, so they, I guess they're all given eyedroppers and like it's a really manual process of putting a bunch of stuff into the bottles and like it sucks. So then Safari suggests to her team that they use a funnel instead of the eyedroppers, which I was like, okay, here we go. Like, this is going to be a problem. So Safari's like, I think people take me as being stupid because, like, I'm not a college graduate and my speech ain't perfect and all of that together should equal dumb. But that's not the case. And then while she's doing this talking head, it turns into a voiceover of, like, her trying to, like, while the other ladies are setting up, like, while... Courtney and Larissa are trying to like actively set up a funnel or yes. like at least make progress and transferring the stuff over. Mm-hmm. Basically, Safari is standing there just chopping a hole into the bottom of a water bottle. I did, yeah. Which I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Pour it in this and hold it over. It's yeah. a genius idea. 
So Courtney then suggests using a paper funnel, which I was like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> and then Safari goes, well, oh. you can like do a- paper. Paper funnels work. Yeah, but they were using like regular paper, right? Yeah, you can do that. But not with a liquid. I mean, a little bit might get absorbed into it, but it'll still funnel for the most part. It's not going to get... I mean, you're going to probably... I feel like it'll soak it through. Times. Yeah. But I think they end up using the plastic from the water bottle as, like, support. I don't know what they ended up doing. I was just like, this is so silly. I don't, like, let's get through this fucking episode so yes. I can go to bed. Uh, so, the, Safari goes, oh, like a rolling paper. Oh, my God. Okay. And uh, it seems to all be going well until some spills over and Safari's like, nobody told me to stop pouring. And it's like... Use your eyes. Use your brain. Oh, my God. So the ladies head over to Hollywood and Highland, which, as we mentioned before, and Monique says, it's the touristy spot of L.A. Basically, where they were is like right by, you know, the Chinese Theater, Mel's Drive-In, the Dolby Theater, which is where the Oscars are held. The only other L.A. landmark I could think of off the top of my head that I know is like in Hollywood besides, you know, the Hollywood sign or whatever is uh, the Vanderpump restaurants. And they were all like 20 minutes away. You would. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I watched all those shows on my own. So Mickey and Keith are there to greet all the ladies when they arrive. Uh, Mickey reminds them of the stakes and tells them that they're each responsible for handling their own cash box. I felt like they had them say that anticipating that Uh, a bigger issue was going to come up. I even wrote down, I said, in parentheses, will someone take someone else's or just steal money from another? Right. But no, that doesn't happen. Yeah. So Shay's team are, I have to say, like, it's kind of a mess. Like, at least for all that ultimately goes wrong with Larissa's team, they're all in black. Uh, Brooke's team is all in black. But Shay's team is all mismatched. Shay actually looks really good. She's got, like, a suit on. Mm. And Buck, Buckwild, uh, Buckwild, Becky is in the same outfit that she's worn, like, several times during the course of the season, which is that black and white striped skull tank top thing and then i don't think she has but the she hat has on at that her point. idea though is just to get recognized and use that for sales yeah i mean it definitely works, it works. she it took just, a ton of pictures i just think that people. they should have like been a more cohesive looking unit and yes. i think that would have helped them a little bit so they're ultimately given two hours and are sent off to the races so larissa goes to set up all her shit and her teammates are fucking gone yep And that is just sort of the metaphor for how the rest of that goes for her. So Becky, from the get-go, is working. She is walking up to all different people. She is selling additional Buck Wild merch, it seems like. Like a hat? Because a couple different people are posing in the hat. So either I'm like, are you all wearing Buck Wild's hat? Or does she take... I I know she sells one to somebody at some point. I think it was hers. I hope not. It was extra money. She's probably just like, fuck it. That's disgusting. Why would you try on somebody else's hat? (laughs) Like, Gross. A stranger's hat, nonetheless. So they're all, you know, a bunch of them actually are, like, posing for pictures and doing autographs and things like that. So because we didn't see Laylene before, we didn't realize that she had shown up. Actually, well, no, we see her quickly while they're introducing what they have to do once they reach Hollywood and Highland. And 
Laylene is dressed pretty moderate modestly in like a velour sweatsuit, but as soon as the challenge starts, she turns into fucking Wonder Woman and is like z- unzipping her sweatshirt and like pulling out her hair and like whipping it around like in a shampoo commercial. <laughs> and she's like, "Hey, like, does anybody want to buy some perfume?" And all like and she's stripping down into this dress. And I was expecting like I guess a little bit more like but she the dress is low cut but not nothing crazy we're not talking like j-lo at the grammys it's just a like a v-neck dress with like she's got a probably like a push-up bra on and uh it's got like those long open bell sleeved well not bell sleeves but it's like the open sleeve type of top open sleeve type of sleeve because i can't form words today apparently so all the other teams are like fucking shook at the fact that Laylene is immediately like went from because they drag know she looks fat. good. It's like yeah, come on. And Laylene says again, you know, I know that they're pissed, and but whatever, sex sells. And that's the thing; she becomes like a different person when she finally loses the anxiety and has that confidence. That's I mean, that's she owns it right now, and it's like yeah, there you go. Among sex workers, it's I mean, it's not uncommon among performers in general. Yeah. That is true. It's just you're just once you're in that zone and you're like a woman on a mission that you and this is something at least that she feels confident in doing. Yeah. For all that she can feel like she's not that smart or she's not that capable. She's like, oh, I'm going to sell the shit out of this stuff. She knows that she's she knows that she looks good and that people respond to it. Yeah. Like everybody's got (laughs) to have their thing. Especially men. Yeah. And me. (laughs) (laughs) So then she actually does something even smarter, which is because she's got this low cut dress on. She sprays like not quite in between her boobs, but just like on her chest. Mm -hmm. And she's like, hey, does anybody want to smell? And it's working. Like they're like cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. So Becky, this kind of pissed me off that like I, I feel like especially in this episode, a lot of the girls that are seen as like the nice ones have their not so nice sides come out. Purely out of jealousy. Mm-hmm. Becky's like, uh, I'm afraid Laylene spraying perfume on her boobs might deplete the silicone. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> so Larissa's team uh, is... So Larissa's standing at the booth, at her booth, and Cordy and Safari just come strolling down some steps like they've got all the time in the world and larissa's like you know that we all started right and they're like oh but we had to go pee (laughs) so safari starts telling people that they're raising money for breast cancer and she's like oh see their little pink ribbon on the bottles whatever and larissa's like in a talking head she's like yeah you know i'm like let's tell people that you know whatever works so safari then Starts telling people after trying so hard to convince us that she is so smart that she that 100 percent of the profits are going to breast cancer. Yes. So not only is I don't know whether to call that not smart or um, full on lying or some combination. It of It is both. full on lying. That's all it is. I know. But like, but she might not have understood like whatever they may. Even, they could be like, oh, yeah, we're going to give them to there. But the number on top is all that matters i mean it like doesn't, even if it, hey you guys made 500 bucks even no. though you're going to donate it it still counts as 500. i think that well also i think that if that's she's the a case hustler. then she misunderstood the assignment yes. because ultimately it's what your profits were not yes. what you and that's where i think 
Yes. I mean, they, they obviously don't explain all that. They don't show us, like, behind the scenes too much of, like, their understandings. I mean, obviously, we see that a lot of this the is only just was... to troll them anyway. Yeah. Shay's team was the only one we knew going in, really, was going to have a little bit of breast cancer in it. A little bit that of breast cancer. <laughs> that sounded so weird. A little bit of, yes. Donations to breast cancer. And I think, like, and I know that we've discussed this at length before, but it's becoming increasingly frustrating. Like, I was under the impression going into this show that it was going to be more practical. I mean, granted, this is certainly more practical information than they got from, say, the fashion challenge. Yeah. Which, if you haven't listened to episode three, uh, go back and listen to it. But, like, I don't know. Like, a lot of these challenges are, like, I thought that they would just be genuinely trying to teach them, not just make the challenge the main focal point. No, like, that's all they that do. They so want silly. to embarrass them. That's the whole I know. fucking point. I just, I just don't remember it being this clear that that's what the goal was and or maybe like with time my view on all of this has changed i mean obviously that is also true but i just i don't know it was like really frustrating to watch i feel like so i don't know basically she's trying to despite the fact that she's telling people that 100 percent of the proceeds go to breast cancer uh nobody's buying their product and safari is forced to just start screaming at people what you don't like breasts that was funny. Well, clearly they do when they go up to Layleen. Yeah, right. So Courtney is trying to sell, but nobody's even really looking at her. Again, like, I kind of think that it's that same thing. It's just another Southern girl who came to L.A. and mm. is just trying to work her business, just, you know? doesn't seem like she's taking it serious. Hey, y'all want to buy some? And that's well, she's really also, it. like, she is she very, like, mild-mannered. You know, yeah. like, I don't think that she, there was ever a chance she was going to be, like, a real salesman. She would do better at, like, relationship building kind yes. of sales, not you know, quick Not retail. like door to door, do it right now kind of sale. Yeah. Yeah. And Larissa, well, Larissa ultimately says this and she's like, oh, I'm worried about Courtney because she doesn't have the aggression we need in this business, which I'm like kind of laughing because I'm like, you're so aggressive the rest of the time and we don't see you being aggressive. She claims that she was aggressive in this context, but if she really was, I feel like we would have gotten Maybe more of that on camera. Because that's kind of where you sit there and you're like, it seems like she's it's standing not at like the table they don't the whole love, fucking episode. It's not like they don't love revolving a plot around Larissa. Yeah. If they had an opportunity to put Larissa on for more time for being aggressive. I mean, obviously, I understand sales aggressive and trying to fight people aggressive are two yeah. different things. But if you have a strong, a truly strong personality like that, it would have shown through. Yeah. As somebody who does a lot of sales now i feel like i mean at least myself because i feel like especially at my at one of my other jobs that i do a lot of like okay well hey like this is on sale by the way you should get the this other thing and like Mm -hmm. whatever and i feel like i do end up doing well because i have to because i'm like that always give the alternate product yes i am fully aware that it's ridiculous that my last name is sells and i'm selling selling aggressively uh we go back to brooke's team and brooke gets supposedly recognized i didn't know if this person was like a plant i that is what i was thinking to be honest so when it starts i'm like but then oh, again, then based like, on the way the conversation goes i'm like it wouldn't be too weird for this conversation to be for this exchange yes. to be a genuine one it's possible so this guy's like oh my god you're pumpkin from flavor of love and she's like yeah hi like do you want to buy her perfume and he's like if you spit on me, I'll buy one. Well, you got real serious the way you said it, but... I mean, he was pretty serious. It's like, I swear to God, I'll buy one. And then she's like, all right, buy it first. That's one of those where, like, if I'm a fan in this case, like, if I walked by and then all of a sudden, like, 
her, Laylene, like they're the first ones I see. And I'm like, oh my God, what are you guys doing? And they're like, oh, we're on this show and we're trying to sell this stuff. I'm like, yo, depending on the price. I'd be like, yo, like I'll fucking buy five of these things. Like just take a picture or whatever. Yeah. I mean, people were doing that anyway. Yeah. I mean, they were, they seem to be doing that with people. I think asking somebody to spit on you is a different level. No, that would be weird. I mean, I'm not trying to kink shame anybody, but like. No, well, if you're into that in the bedroom, have some fun. Do whatever the fuck you want. But in this case, I'm not going to be walking down the street and be like, yo, spit on my shirt. Well, so that's not your kink anyway. The guy does he might not have a kink for it. He might just <laughs> I feel like if it, you're asking a stranger to spit on you, like, you oh my God, that's you're really at least a little yeah, bit open. I know, but you're like a little bit more open to it. Yeah. I feel like, I don't I guess, know. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we do ultimately get a slow-mo of her spitting on him. Then we get a quick, like, clip very quick of uh larissa just looking genuinely horrified that this whole thing is happening which fair and larissa's like i can't believe brooke is such an idiot which i'm thinking to myself she's not really an idiot she just like, made a sale she's actually brilliant yeah. and the guy literally asked for it yeah supposedly allegedly uh and she's like she thinks it's cool to spit on somebody again she didn't like go up to the guy and be like let me spit on you the guy offered like i mean you have to assume that she's not just going up to people and spitting on them exactly i hate when people's like petty hatred like refuses to let them give credit to somebody where credit is due you don't have to be jealous yeah it's what it comes down to in the end we see like brooke then kind of doing that same thing we're like i guess to somebody she's a certain kind of attractive so like she's like her charm is i guess working on men so she's like pulling men over and then we see becky and shatar trying to do the same thing but the man looks significantly more distressed like he's like he's like oh where are you taking me and then we go to safari screaming lost the core lost the core like screaming it on hollywood boulevard and Brooke is just like Brooke and her team are surrounded by men and just giving hugs and be like Brooke says something like oh good luck with your girlfriend to the one yeah I don't know what the context of they that got was, into a real conversation with something or someone so the two hours are finally up and Keith tells them that they'll be tallying up the money and then they're going to have a conversation with Monique about who gets saved and then we go to commercial so we head back to the house and a bunch of them are standing around in the kitchen drinking wine and Larissa is like, oh, so Laylene, are you going to start stripping again? And Laylene just like shrugs and rolls her eyes and like walks off. So then for some reason, just to reinforce this male gaze bullshit, we get a flashback to earlier in the episode. Put a pin in this for next week by the way, that, like, we can magically pull flashbacks for this purpose. We get a flashback to earlier in the episode where Laylene is taking off her sweatsuit to be ready for this challenge. So she's like, oh, like, you let your little, you let your girls out today. (laughs) And then, like, this is what's so annoying about Larissa is that she doesn't fucking really say shit with her chest to start, like, either... So then she kind of goes under her breath and is like, you're the whore I knew you were. Like, if you really want to be that fucking tough, fucking say that shit to her with your whole chest. Like, yeah. don't, you know, like, don't say it as like an afterthought as she's kind of walking away. So Laylene then tells us that she started stripping at 17, which I'm like, is that legal? I don't know. I meant to look it up, but I forgot. 
Well, it depends where she's from. Not that it would well, be a legal no, thing. I she think... might have just bullshitted. I mean, what's That's her name? Sad. M- Mila Kunis bullshitted getting on that 70s show. She was 14 and like was like, oh, yeah, I'm turning 18. They're like, all right, cool. There is a significant difference between that I know, I know, show I know, I know, I know. But I'm club. saying, I agree. I'm just saying for an instance of like, they might not give a shit. That's and still did she, very did she sad. Something about a family member at some point. Next episode? Is it next episode? Someone, a cousin or something? Oh, no. I don't know if that's how she got introduced to it or something. I can't remember. Are you confusing it with Vegas Vacation? No. <laughs> I do love that movie, though. So she says that everything she learned, she learned at a strip club, which <laughs> I like, be- Yeah, my boss was Nick Papa Giorgio from Yuma, Arizona. She says that everything she learned, she learned at a strip club, which I think makes a lot of sense in terms of her confidence and her ability to, like, be charming and like work a room and stuff like that so she's talking to brooke separately from this talking head and is like you know i i have no problem being sexy i just wanted to be classy and sexy which i'm like i don't really know if that look is like a classy i mean there's nothing wrong with letting your freakum dress side out of course i'm all for that but like i don't know if i'd consider that dress in particular like classy sexy but you know whatever i'm i'm not gonna throw shade it's the classiest one she had I based on what we see again next week like <laughs> yes so Larissa and Shay are going full bad girls club at this point and they're like yelling up the stairs talking shit because they're all drunk and clearly just trying to instigate a fight and somebody they call what's funny is like they yell up their whore with a flat ass and, I'm, and I actually had the thought to myself I don't know if they're talking about Laylene or Brooke I'm assuming we'll never know Laylene just because that's kind of been the theme. I but then again, they started the episode shitting on Brooke and calling her a whore. So we don't know which one. They're both. They're both whores with no asses. I guess that was just the I guess it was a catch all. It's what they're going. If you felt like it applied to you. They're like, they're all Pokemon and we got to catch them all. You just said it's a catch all. I I literally want to stop recording the show and never put out another episode again. Why? And I hope that made someone laugh. I, I feel like if I made you anybody literally laugh, said a catch all, and the first thing that pops in my head is Pokemon. So, what if you didn't need to make word associations with everything that you heard? Have you considered? I have to. They also make sure to a point to say like, "Oh, you're always so fast to walk away," which it's like, "I'm sorry, we're gonna fault them for not trying to fight you." Like, or is that really what you're holding against them right now? On a show where you're trying to grow and change and be better. So Monique calls them down over the loudspeaker to explain the results of the contest. So it's only, despite the fact that Monique is the one calling them over the loudspeaker, it's only Mickey and Keith downstairs. And they have the lockboxes set up on the tables. And with all of like the worst, most cliche fonts, like we see Papyrus and what's the other one? The Comic Sans? No, I don't think we see Comic Sans. But um, there's another one of the swishy kind of fonts that's very painfully cliche. So La Secour, uh, Keith makes a point to remind everybody that they are donating part of their uh profits to charity and mm-hmm. he's like so um what what exactly were you planning on donating again and larissa's like um one dollar from each profit <laughs> and keith's like okay um safari is that is that uh what you told people that you were going to be giving and safari is like 
no, that was not the impression I was under. And then we get a flashback again where she's like, it's 100% of our profits are going to breast cancer. So Keith's like, so the CEO wasn't like, were you not like talking to everybody in your group or like what happened? And she goes, I was talking to everyone, but we never said how much was going to the breast cancer. (laughs) But I said that I didn't want all of it like at all because that doesn't make any sense. Exactly. So Keith's like, all right, so just what what is the final resolution? Like how much are you giving? And they settle ultimately on a dollar for each bottle. So they made $240. And what? That's not the number I had. What number did you have? 165. Because they subtract 75 from that for each bottle that they sold and it results in 165. Of profits. So they started out the with the, yes. they started I the out I think it is number. important to contextualize that they made $240 they subtracted the 75 because it's a dollar for each got, bottle yes. sold I meant it just strictly on profits. So yes, I know, but I like to help inform the people instead of just glossing over facts. If we wanted to just gloss over what happened in the episode, this shit would be an hour and everybody would be bored and this show wouldn't be what it is. So $165 for La Secour. Next, we move on to Icon. Mickey reminds us that they also plan to give a portion to breast cancer and ask them how much they planned on giving. And Shay says 5%. Now, I am, again, very stupid when it comes to numbers and business and what makes a lot of sense. Is it a better idea to do a certain percentage of your profits or dollars from each. Because this is a case where as much as I watch Shark Tank, I haven't absor- it just absorbed a single thing. It depends on the total. Because that's like Monopoly where you get the uh, tax. It'll say it's either going to be 10% of your income or like a, what is it, like $200, the income tax. When I you haven't get. played Monopoly in a yeah. bajillion years. There's a Monopoly card you get. And then if you get it, it's like pay this tax and it's either 10% or it's 10% of what you have or a flat fee. So if you have like a shit ton of money, you just go like, all right, I'm going to pay the flat fee. I, I don't know. This is why I. So it depends how much they made. This is why I was an English major. I don't fucking know any of this shit. So, I mean, it's I understand. Easy, no, I understand that it depends. I understand the fact that it would depend, but I never typically know whether it's a good idea to like yeah. literally commit to dollars or to commit to yeah. a percentage. It just depends how much they made and how many they sold. Fair enough. So Leilene goes like, why are you giving in a talking head? She's like, why are you giving some of this to charity? Like the point of this was to just sell the product, which I guess I get the logic that like you think people are going to be more inclined because to of the buy. Charity, yeah. And I wonder if they had a flat, like, I wonder if they all charged the same amount for their perfume. Probably not. Or, like, how that was, I think that would have been interesting to see how it was determined. I would have, yeah. I would have liked to know how much they're doing. Because that's my original thought on the bags. I was like, yeah. oh, I was like, they're selling it for, like, 50 each. And that's why when they said that one total, I was like, wow, they really didn't sell anything. Well, no. Well, I mean, they sold at least 75 bottles. Oh, my God, like, it was the, one the cost team, of goods. Right. Yeah. No, that makes more sense. So... Icon made uh, $335, and then they take 5% out from that, and the result is uh, $318.25. Yeah. 
Now on to Flavor of Love, and they made no promises to give to charity, but they made the most regardless at $463. So Dara does this whole talking head again that doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. And she's like, oh, like the other girls was like, you a pimp. And like you sent the girls out there. And I was like, by any means necessary. And I'm like, this is not what like various black leaders have died for like to have that statement be used in this context sing those lyrics to rosa parks (laughs) pop my butt pop pop my butt do you know what pop my butt to rosa parks it will never not be hilarious to me that that was a real thing that a real exchange that happened between two people um, so obviously the rest of the ladies do a bunch of hating us talking heads. Uh, Becky's like, I can't believe Flavor of Love beat us in the challenge. They must have been selling some pussy on the side because there's no way that people would have just bought perfume. And Safari basically says the same thing. And she's like, oh, that's all they do is like sell like I they bleeped it out. And this was a bleep I couldn't figure out where it was. I guess it was supposed to be selling tits and ass. But uh, she's like, that's like, they just have, hold on. They just added perfume to the wholesaling business. So we find out, obviously, Larissa and Shay then are automatically on the carpet. Thank God. Um, The team storms, the other teams like storm upstairs because they're so fucking pissed. And Flavor of Love is like hugging and she's like, Brooke is like at this point, like so thrilled with her decision. Like she had this grand idea from the get go and wasn't stuck with them that she's like, oh, I'd never pick them for my team. She's like, I knew what I was doing. <laughs> it's like, you mean now? Take lemons, make lemonade. So Shay in her talking head is like, I think the person besides us like that should be on the carpet is somebody from Larissa's team because they did like so bad. So Larissa is talking to some of them in the room and she's like, if this is my last time, I'll just say that I enjoyed you. I'm so tired of her, honestly. Like, grow up. So, you know, the ladies are have their downtime and they're chilling. And actually, because the, the elimination is later on that night, right? Mm-hmm. So Larissa is on the phone with, I guess she says her boyfriend or some guy that she's dating, right? Her like man. like Lala from Vanderpump again. My man. So she says that she's like tired of dealing with she said she goes to talk to her man on the phone because she's tired of dealing with Brooks bullshit. Cuz that's a logical progression of ideas. Yes. So we hear her on the phone, which is interesting that we finally get to see them on the Actually no, they had phones in both houses in yes. I Love New York and Flavor of Love. I forgot. But this is the only one that's like a phone booth that they didn't have with the guys on yes. uh, on I Love New York. So we hear her on the phone and then all of a sudden it cuts out. And Larissa's like, and then I see Brooke coming down the stairs, like cheesing and smiling. And the thing is, they, they do a zoom in on Brooke, like a slow-mo replay where they zoom in on Brooke. And Brooke is just making a normal face she looks normal completely normal larissa comes out of the booth and is like why the fuck did you touch the wire like immediately going off on her and brooks like what wire are you even talking about which initially i was like what wire is she talking about and then you see that there's a wire from the top of the phone booth now mind you how when was the last time i thought about a 
a home phone, so to speak. I literally don't remember. I was like, this is so... My brain has been so warped by cell phones. Because, like, who has a home phone anymore? I'm sure some... I know that people do, but, like... The only time is when people give, like, the internet and cable packages for an extra discount. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think that there are people who still actively use home phones, but, like... It's just such a foreign concept to me at this point. So there is a wire that seems to be coming out of the phone booth. Now, I, again, in addition to not knowing shit about math and business, don't know shit about how technology works. So I was thinking that it's either obviously the wire to the actual phone or some of the additional wiring that production has to power to no to monitor their conversations to record for the purpose of the show. Because we do hear Brooke, uh, uh, Larissa on the phone yeah. with the guy who's like seems to be talking about himself and what's going on in his life. And I'm like, your girlfriend is doing something significantly more interesting. Who cares about what you're doing? Um, <laughs> so it seems like there's a wire that comes out of the top of the phone booth and wraps around the stairs. So it could potentially be that the wire is just shitty. Or that somebody hit it on their way down the stairs. Any of this seems plausible to me. So Brooke's like, I have no fucking idea what wire you're talking about. Like, I didn't touch shit. It could have even been the production crew that just said, fuck it. Let's oh, fuck easily. Them. Like, let's just troll them. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Because if she sense. really didn't do it and at that exact moment when it's cut, it's like no one else came Very much stairs. like, spoiler alert, if you've never watched an episode of The Twilight Zone, one, do that shit. But there's an episode called The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street where, mm. like, the the power starts getting shut off in random homes. So the whole neighborhood starts turning on each other and thinking that they're aliens. And the aliens are just sitting back at the end of the episode like, oh, another failed experiment with these fucking morons. Like... <laughs> You know, like, obviously, they're still garbage and can't trust each other. It's life. Right uh, <laughs> I remember, too, when people were like, when the, when they did the new Twilight Zone and people were like, I can't believe they made this show so political. Like, Jordan Peele made the show so political. And it's like, you idiots obviously know nothing about Rod Serling and have never watched an episode of exactly. the Twilight Zone. Yes. Because I will binge that sometimes just for shits and gigs. Like, because it's on Netflix, I think. And I'll just binge it all the time. And I'm like, every other episode very clearly has a political, socio... In some way, Like, sociological message Mm -hmm. to it. Like, so I don't know what the fuck y'all were watching, but... Anyway... It's Like I said, it's going to be this kind of episode. I'm... Thank you for still listening, if you are. Uh, So, they're fighting, and it's just yelling, yelling, yelling. And Larissa is really into... Wanting to start a fight, but not actually doing any of the stuff that involves a fight and just doing a lot of empty she wants threats. Them to get cut off. Right. So she's like chest off. bumping Brooke and she's like, I wish you would do something so I could fuck your bitch ass up. And Brooke's like, but I'm not going to. So. Exactly. Sorry. And Larissa's like, why? <laughs> and Brooke's like, whatever, dude, like your anger is going to get the best of you. Like you're being ridiculous. So like she's doing all this and Courtney's just like, so I'm sitting there eating my fruit loops. That was probably my favorite part of the episode. Just her saying that. And she's like doing this talking head about how she's cool with everybody. But in my opinion, like I hate these kinds of nice people who are like, I'm friends with everybody. And like, I don't have drama. But then like, if you were really like, I think back to somebody like, bones 
from season one of I Love New York, who's mm-hmm. always just like, who seems to genuinely be like a good guy who's like okay we're gonna try to help this person and break up this fight and whatever like as much as i generally love courtney like the fact that she just kind of stood back and watched the fight happen becky too kind of the fact that they kind of just stood back and like let the fight happen is like you're not as nice as you purport yourself to be like i'm sorry uh and I say that as a bitch who just loves to watch people fight, but I would never make the claim that I'm like a drama-free peacemaker. So Brooke is getting screamed at and just kind of like laughing because she knows that Larissa isn't going to do anything. Mm. And even if Larissa does do something, then Brooke's not going to get penalized for it. So it's technically a win-win for her. And Larissa's is like, I know you did it, you little white ass bit. And Brooke's like, oh, why do you have to make it a race thing? And Larissa goes, because I can, you dumbass bitch. Now, now that's where it gets into like talked about earlier, where she always just pulls that for the fuck of it. Yeah, like I d- wasn't necessary to say no. But, like, is it really... You unplug th- the phone, you white bitch. It's like, why's it gotta go into a race thing? Because I can. It's like, no. I mean, don't be one of those. I mean... I- In this instance, she doesn't need to be like, you're racist because you unplugged my phone. No, I I think that it's not... She wasn't calling her a racist in this instance. She was like... She just calls her a white bitch. She just was, like, saying that she's a white bitch derogatorially, but, like... Well, I don't really know racist, how to... So. Hot take time. You can't be racist against white people. Racism involves a system of disenfranchisement. I know. I'm just saying that is whatever. what, what, that I mean, is what I, Despite my feeling, obviously, that you can't be racist towards white people. And yes, I understand that there's... that. You can be prejudiced towards white people. I'm not denying that, but obviously... It's strictly the definition of the word. In terms of what what racism is, it involves a system of disenfranchisement that white people don't... aren't victims of. So, you know, whatever. But, I mean, all of that said, despite my feelings on that, I can say full well that I don't think it was necessary to call her a white bitch. Like, she could have just called her a bitch and it wouldn't have been any... Like, I think that in her mind, she just was saying that as, like, a differentiator. I don't think that she was calling her you know i i don't know how to explain this i'm not good at understanding the nuances i just know that it's like it was unnecessary but it wasn't like it's not worth brooke being like why does it need to be a race thing it's not worth all that she could have just kept it moving you know like you know those people who just treat like that meme where it's like black people like make a joke about white people not using seasoning and then it's like white people and it's that clip from uh whatever Eminem song it is where it's like have you ever been hated or discriminated I have or um, where it's like it was a hate crime it's not what a hate crime is well I hated hated it it. see I made the office reference this week there we go well done your Mexicanness is what defines you Oscar it's the most recent episode we watched that's the only reason I have to say it yeah it's like your gayness doesn't define you, Oscar. Thank you. It's your Mexicanness that defines you. <laughs> oh, maybe I'll just come riding in on a donkey, Michael. If that's what you want, let's do it. <laughs> Michael Scott. He's the best character of all time. That's arguable. How but... did I love Michael Scott. The Office is the best show of all time. Please calm down. Sorry. So... The love of The Office is real. 
if you've been listening to this show for any amount of time, I think that's people like clear. two things that Mike loves: the Office and wrestling. Yes. Notice how you didn't say me. Oh, uh, you're third. <laughs> that's what I deserve. Uh, so <laughs> Brooke is, uh, has a talking head where she's like, "Whatever." I just know that Larissa is mad because somebody she called a slut beat her out in this competition and she's, hell yeah she's my whole about thing it. like i was this is probably the first time i really wrote in my notes i was like Laylene mvp like fuck larissa and like her hating ass on this one but like i she's upset I, and jealous that she lost because Laylene is hot and used her body I, and I, sex I, to sell I think that, like i i think that that's not giving larissa enough credit larissa just doesn't use her sexuality Oh, I'm not saying she, are you kidding? If she pulled her boobs out and we're like, hey. Whoa, like, went, chill. You <laughs> she remember, no, that's why. Oh, okay. I get what you're trying to yeah, say now. Yeah, because she has huge, I remember watching Flavor of Love and I think at the times you were just like, I'm surprised you don't like her more. Yeah, I'm actually surprised. I guess because for you, it's like, you like a bitch, but you don't like uh, that petty She's just, No, it's just, yeah. It's you don't even of, like when I'm anywhere it's a lot near of that anger. petty. No. Like, because there's a lot of times I look at it as unnecessary drama. Yeah, that's the thing where, like, this is kind of the point where I was like, clearly, if Larissa is so desperate to fight Brooke, she has a lot of issues. She's got a lot going on. Like, that kind of took me from being like, I still have a lot of moments where I'm like, you're being really unnecessary or this is truly deeply mean spirited and I don't agree with this and obviously i understand it's a reality show and it's all drama yes and, doing it for and producers could easily push them to say or do things but like, and like i guess yeah, if you're can't. willing to be this person that still is a reflection on who you are regardless yeah again that kind of falls in line with that flavor of love thing if you're willing to be like this just because you want to get a payday out of it you know mm. You're willing to say and do things. Yeah. So it's, I, listen, I understand that it's hard out here for a pimp, but like. We've referenced that a lot today. I know. It's hard out here for a pimp, but like, it's, I, I do have a bit of sympathy for Larissa. Granted, I do not see too much personal growth since then. Yeah. I feel like she's still arguing with people on Instagram live. So it's like. Is she really? I think there was something recently, I and I, I swear that I think it had something to do with Shay, too. Oh, God. So I'm not... Are they still friends? I think kind of, because there was that one time where it was like her, the two of them, New York and Delicious, maybe, on some red carpet for a BET event. I saw event that, yes. That was like, people were like, that. see, there can, like, this gives me hope for peace in the Middle East, and like, you know what I mean? Like my god <laughs> you know stuff like that um but i feel like they have kind of had like a public feud but then again knowing them it's like who knows how much of that is still to keep a level of relevance you know yeah it's so, like it's honestly this is where it goes into a wrestling thing is it all a work and is it there just to kind of like get some headlines or do something because you never know what's real and what's not yeah so i again i as much as i don't approve of a lot of larissa's tactics it is clear to me now as a like 30 soon to be 31 year old woman like okay she's clearly projecting a lot of her anger is externalizing on the outside and i know because i was this person to a degree so i i have a little bit more sympathy for her than i think production intended so the the two of them are still going back and forth and 
Brooke is basically just like, whatever. I'm I'm yelling back at her, but I'm just smiling because I, I know that it's just making her more angry. And Larissa's like, if I find out that you did that shit, your ass is getting fucked up. And Brooke's like, I hope you find out because I didn't do it. <laughs> and Larissa's like, I dare you to do something. Like, I'll drop you, whatever. And Brooke's like, well, I'm not going to touch you. So, and if you touch me, you're going home. And, you know, like, what? what is the end game for this? And Larissa's like, and, 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 if you don't say something, I'm like, if I go home, blah, 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 blah. And Brooke's like, but I'm not going to touch you. Like, I'm not going to touch you, though. And Shay because she's so committed to being Larissa's friend, is like, oh, Brooke thinks that she's slick. She's trying to get Larissa to hit her on purpose. And she's like, she is now. Well, now But I don't think that was her goal going into this exchange. Like, she knows that Larissa's got, like, I guess because Shay is, like, uh, Larissa's friend to that degree that she is, like, she sees that side of her that's like she's obviously trying to bait this poor baby who can't control her emotions and it's like why are you letting her off the hook like that though well because she's her friend and people are stupid so larissa then walks away and goes like upstairs to the top of like where the wire is and starts like fucking with the wire to like adjust it and larissa and brooke has a talking head and she's like listen i didn't touch the phone I wish I did, because that's honestly a really good idea. But honestly, it hadn't crossed my mind. And I believe her. Because yeah. I think she has been way more honest. She, even if she's lied to people's faces, in Talking Heads, she's been honest. She's just minding her own business and just walking by. Yeah. No, the Talking Heads, she'd be like, yeah, I did it to rile her up. Exactly. Yeah. Because she's done shit like that before. Mm-hmm. So whatever. So Larissa's calling after her that she's a man-faced bitch. And... Brooke's like, whatever, I didn't touch the fucking phone. And then Larissa comes back down the stairs to sit. She's like, because as we mentioned before, I guess where the ladies eat, it's like a series of what look like outdoor cafeteria tables and inside. And uh, Larissa's like sitting at one and she's like fucking with her necklace, like taking her necklace off and being like, whatever. Somebody like, where is Monique? Like, because I need to have a conversation with her and find out if I'm going home so I can beat this bitch's ass. So Larissa goes up to talk to Monique in her office that, again, was once New York's master bedroom. Yes. And I also forgot to mention that through all of this, she is also in a cami tank top, but has a blanket wrapped around her waist like it's a towel. I don't know what. uh, This seems like really impractical for what she's trying to do. And she's got cold legs. I mean, listen, I'm the queen of that. I love a good blanket. I love a good 18 blankets at one time, but it just seems impractical if you're trying to fight somebody. Anyway, so Monique does this talking head and she's like, listen, one thing about Larissa is like, she's not going to back down. Like, no matter what, right, wrong, indifferent, like, I'm going to fight you. And Larissa's like, okay, I just want to know, like, am I going home tonight or what? And Monique's like, I honestly don't know that. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, because the producer hasn't told you yet. Uh, and Larissa's like telling Monique the whole story and she's like oh one of the girls pulled the phone cord while I was on the phone and and then like was like bragging like you're just mad that you lost and she's like I know what she's doing and I told her like don't mess with me if I'm on the phone and Monique's like all right well who was it and Larissa's like Brooke and Monique's like 
why would Brooke pull the phone yeah. cord? It would be really like, what kind of proof do you have? Like, why would she do that? And Loris is like, because she knows I'm trying to work on my yeah, temper. That and that was the moment bullshit. where it like really clicked to me where I was yep. like, oh, God, you again, you are a whole 22 years old. Like, uh-huh. you really think that she's that concerned about what you're doing mm-hmm. to try to bait you. And that felt to me like a projection because so much of Larissa's time is spent being like, who can I knock out of the house that I hate? Exactly. So which is not Brooke. Brooke's like, I'm trying to win. Larissa's like, who can I get rid of? So Monique calls Brooke into the office over the loudspeaker and Larissa's like, well, I got to tell my side of the story first. So <laughs> and Monique's like, all right, Brooke, like what happened? And she's like, she just started cussing me out calling me a bitch because I unplugged the phone and Monique's like, all right, this is how you know producers are so involved in this. And Monique's like, tell me exactly what she said. And Brooke is like, I mean, I can't quote her because I'm not exactly sure what she said, but it was something like, did you pull the fucking plug, you white bitch? And I don't know why it has to be a white bitch. I mean, if I'm a bitch, I'm a bitch. And why are you calling me a white bitch? And Monique's to Larissa. (laughs) I was tempted to make this. No, I'm, I'm going to make the other part the iconic line of the week, honestly, because Monique t- goes to Larissa. Did you call her a white bitch? <laughs> and Larissa goes, I called her that when she started popping off at the mouth. And she's like, I didn't say that when I approached her, which is like, I don't know if you think, think that, that makes, makes it a better. Like, yeah, I don't, what difference do you honestly think yeah. that makes? And Monique's like, what you did say was extremely ugly and racist when you said, you white bitch. So then Monique asks Larissa, are you ready to go home? And Larissa's like, no, I'm not. And she goes, and so Monique's like, okay, then if you're not ready to go home, then don't fucking threaten people. Yeah. Simple as that. And she's like, you owe each other an apology. And this was my iconic line of the week. It is... Brooke, I apologize for calling you a white bitch because it was wrong. I was dying laughing because it reminds me of that scene in Mean Girls where it's like, I'm sorry I called you a gap tooth bitch. It's not my fault that you're gap toothed. <laughs> oh, That's exactly what that was, but change out gap tooth for white. Yes. So Brooke is like, hell no, I don't appreciate, like, I don't believe Larissa's apology. But then Brooke, because she's trying to make good and win the show, is like, oh, thank you. I accept your apology. And I'm sorry that I allowed you to make me get heated. So Monique's like, all right, go get ready and whatever. And Larissa's in the talking head like, I let Brooke know, like, she better hope I don't get eliminated because then I'm just going to beat her ass in front of the judges. And Larissa then, we see her sitting by herself getting dressed, and she's like, I think that's racist. I ain't no racist. And it's like, well, technically, you're not. Uh, So, I mean, not necessarily against white people. We don't know what you're... I mean, obviously, I feel like she said something racist about Asian people before. About uh, what's her name? Uh, I can't remember. Whatever her fucking name was. Well, now we sound terrible. Well, Not in a racist way, but in like a... Because she was a forgettable character on the show. What's her name? I don't she remember was, uh, anybody's names if they're not one of the main honest, people. I was going to say that before. I really don't remember many. I don't remember Laylene's nickname anymore. I don't, Smiley. Thank you. And. Larissa was a, Boots. Right. Shay was Bucky. Bucky. Buck Wild is obviously Buck Wild. Buck, Courtney yeah. was Goldie. Pumpkin is obviously Pumpkin. Pumpkin is right. She's just always. And Hottie. Who's Hottie? Shatar. That's right. Okay. <laughs> 
See, so you're not right. I but honestly, I can't remember anybody's names who wasn't one. We of, got who weren't in the one flow of these of the mains. Yeah, yeah. Well, not only no, I remember all of the ladies who are on the show now. Like I'll remember yeah. their nicknames forever. I just if you're not one of the main characters that emerged from this franchise, yeah, I I can't be expected to remember your name. So it's elimination time and all the ladies are, you know, lined up in the grand hall and Larissa says in a talking home, talking head, she goes, I think I'm going home tonight because I'm a CEO and my team did not, my team didn't win. And also the fight with Brooke. And I'm <laughs> like, um, I think it has less to do with your team not winning, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. So Monique's like, Monique loves to do this recap for anybody who apparently is just tuning in at the end of the show or something. Uh, she's like, you were put to the test to see who could create the best product, market it, and sell it to the public. As the CEOs, it was your job to hire the best people, create the best product, which I'm like, you just said that, and make the biggest profit. And she congratulates uh, Brooke, Laylene, and Dara for doing such an excellent job. Mm-hmm. And Monique says in a talking head, she's like, listen, I was, and this I was a little bit disappointed in Monique about, but this is just very typical it's unsu- it's disappointing but unsurprising where she's like, you know, I was a little bit nervous when I first found out that Brooke's team used their sexuality to sell the perfume, which I'm like, have you ever seen a perfume ad? Mm-hmm. They're all sexual. It's the whole point guy, of The perfume- guy or girl in the fucking commercial is always almost in no clothes or if they are in clothes, it's supposed to be that like stylish, sexy where it's like the woman has like cleavage showing or like tight the dresses. The whole point yeah. of perfume or cologne is sex is sex yeah. it is supposed to replicate pheromone i guess right like i'm probably spouting this off of the mouth and it's something else that like well it triggers is, a like, sense right it triggers that like sexual attraction like lord knows there's like a meme like that too where it's like the little mermaid where she's like getting her uh voice her voice so like sucked out of her it's like when a man with good cologne walks by <laughs> jeez wow that's because you know that's mine and Jess, my best friend Jess's like question. Whatever we hear, somebody met somebody famous is like, how did they smell? Yeah. <laughs> I so, think what? Well, yeah, I've always been one of those people that like I appreciate the good smells. Right. It's because we're I always because we're animals. And stuff, like yeah. it, we're we're animals. It triggers that feeling in us. Always want to smell good. Yeah. So Monique, anyway, so she's like, oh, I was concerned that they were using sexuality to sell the perfume. But then when Mickey said that it was very tasteful and not slutatious, which I have to point out that uh, Google Drive did not put a little red squiggle under. So I guess it's go. a recognized word. There you go. Uh, she's like, it put me at ease. Slutatious. So Larissa and Shay get called to the carpet, obviously. And Monique says to Shay, you know, your team did not do the worst, but you were far from first place. And then Monique says to Larissa, your team did do the worst, and but it's not always the boss who drops the ball. So who do you think from your team needs to be on the carpet with you? And Larissa says, I think Courtney, because Safari and I were being very aggressive and trying to sell fast and she was more slow. Yes. So Courtney in her talking head is like, damn, I didn't do nothing to be called to the carpet. But hey, I guess she had to choose between me and Safari. And that's her girl. So I guess I had to go. So Becky says that I don't know why Becky gets a talking head here, but she's like, I don't feel bad that they put Courtney up for expulsion. Like, basically, she's just been getting by on playing the middle. Mm -hmm. Like she goes, she's a neutral bitch. 
So the producers probably asked them, like, so what do you think of this person right now? No, I mean, that's that's the point of the talking heads. And you see that more in other shows. I think it's become a little bit more transparent now. Um, I know that they that's like a big part of uh, Teen Mom and stuff. And I know that they used to do it more on John and K plus eight because that was the only other. That's like the main show that I remember them. You can hear the producer, like the discussion with producers, really. And Bravo, they will on occasion. But in general, like it's it's I think because and I'm not one of those teen mom people I would like to be. But at this point, I feel like I'm. it's too far into the franchise that I can't I don't know. I wouldn't know where to start. But like, I think that one of the things that people attribute the longevity of teen mom to is the fact that they've broken the fourth wall and that producers and their relationships with the other teen moms and stuff yeah. is like a part of the show now. But anyway, that's that's not really my ministry. Not to shade you if it, if it is, because I wish I could be mm-hmm. one of you. This is when the other deans weigh in. So Keith says to Shay, you didn't win. And as the CEO, you have to stand up and be accountable. People were relying on you. Basically, what this is, is because Shay is there out of obligation and they needed to find something to say about the fact that she didn't win. Mm-hmm. It's abundantly clear. You can even see in Keith's face. He's like, um, you didn't win. Next. OK, uh, so then. Mickey says to Larissa, like, I'm actually pretty surprised with you as a leader um, and your attitude is constantly shifting and you need to check that and work it out. I'm not really sure what she was trying to say there. So then they spend all this time on Courtney and Keith's like, oh, school is about growing and striving to be the best in learning. And I feel you're just a seat warmer and like we don't need one of those. And Mickey's like, listen, I love Mickey. Mickey's always got great advice. She's like, I admi- I admire your the fact that you're so gracious, but like you you're going along to get along and like straddling the fence all the time, like that's not going to take you very far in life. It's not going to help you grow. So Monique comes from behind the desk and says to Shay, you know, I appreciate your growth and it seems like you're actually really trying and she straight up says to Shay, you're only here now on the carpet because this was the rules of the challenge. So that's pretty good. You know, she actually says to her, like, take a breath. Yeah, you're doing fine. So she goes, Larissa, tonight may be your night because you've literally just been a nightmare from the moment you arrived. And she's like, we've had to fight with you repeatedly. Uh, you drove your home. You're, you you were, at, like, ready to fight Brooke again. So, like, you've, you clearly aren't really making the effort. So then she turns to Courtney and goes, you know, when you stay on the fence, you don't go one way or the other. Like, how are you growing? But then she turns back to Larissa and goes, uh, she, like, she goes, because right here, and she's gesturing out of the line of the camera, which makes me think that she's pointing to the judges or to the producer. She's, we don't see where she's gesturing is the point of this. So she's like, because right here is telling me to send you home tonight. And then she goes, but right here, pointing to her heart is like, is, I can see through your anger and whatever and there's a little girl in there going Monique like please don't let me go please be patient with me Mm -hmm. and she turns back to Courtney and goes listen stop playing here like I can see that's what you're doing you're just taking up space from somebody who really needs this process which this is kind of the part where I was like are they gonna bring back something 
Oh, God. Because she was, she's somebody that definitely would have benefited from this. And the thing is, it's clear from the get-go that Courtney was only here because she was a fan favorite and people yeah. thought she made no, good TV. She, it's, she really is the last person that needed We said this. that from the beginning when the only thing that they said about her in the beginning was that she puked her first night, which yeah. we've as- expressed on several occasions, like, is perfectly reasonable when you're in your 20s and you have a bunch of free liquor presented to Ex- you. Yes. It's so, whatever. So Courtney obviously gets expelled and you could tell like the biggest giveaway and my suggestion to you as a viewer, which I probably should lead with more often is like, don't watch the previously on because that will tell you right away who's going home. Yeah. Because as soon as they start focusing on somebody in particular or especially now, because I think that a couple of these eliminations, these last couple eliminations and some of the ones coming up are clearly just like, you're not entertaining enough we can't keep having you on our show. Like, that's it. <laughs> so Courtney gets expelled and she goes, and this was like, this should have been more of a red flag that of how the result of this ultimately goes. And she goes, I wish I could have stayed to the end. I got and gotten that $50,000 check. But, you know, it is what it is. So I have to get it some other kind of way. Wink, 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 nudge, nudge, nudge. So Monique's, Says in a talking head, you know, oh, she's she was fine with just being on the fence and, you know, just playing it safe. And, you know, she just doesn't want to upset and disappoint anybody. And that's how it's been through every single lesson and challenge. So there really there's no point in keeping her here. So Courtney goes up to give her a pledge pin and she goes, uh, just let me say Monique says to her, let me just say this to you. You know, that little yellow bus out front, you don't belong on that bus. And I'm like what yeah (laughs) i was like where are you going with this and then she goes you belong on my tour bus and she says i would love to take you on the road with me so that you could really grow as a comedian and i was like oh my god like that's so awesome like that's so incredible like what an opportunity like especially like courtney could really flourish under somebody like her which is interesting in terms of how monique since this show in terms of how her career has declined not because of lack of talent it's by lack of opportunities because she's called other people out for not really helping people who need it yeah so you can see that like monique has always been about this life about uplifting the people who really need it like she's not here in charm school just as a gig as much as she's like this is my charm school and we know that it's not like she was just brought in as the host she was brought in as the host because she means what she says and she really is committed to helping people so that's why i stand monique like she's incredible, which reminds me, we have to watch some of her stand up. She's very funny. You haven't well, seen I mean, any I like of it? her, not her stand up, no, but I do like her in movies. Yeah, the the best part of this too is like some very quick shady editing, like blink if you miss it, shady editing. That when Monique makes that offer to Courtney, they cut to uh, Becky, who's just kind of like blank stare smile, which isn't really like her. But it's just kind of like, I guess the implication of that is like, oh, she's also the supposed wannabe comedian and she's mm. probably not going to get that opportunity offered to her and yeah. never would have in a million years because she's like a different kind of funny than Courtney is. Oh, because Courtney does acknowledge at one point because we know during the season two reunion of Flavor of Love she that she it. that she had already been doing stand up. She still does. 
so and she does acknowledge during the course of this episode that she has been doing stand-up mm-hmm. still so courtney and monique do a big long hug and like courtney's face just like lights up in such a big way but also like doesn't seem especially moved by it like you would think that if somebody offered you an opportunity like that like that is for a struggling comedian and somebody who really probably wants to break out from just being that girl from flavor of love that's a huge break maybe she's just not a an expressive crying type of person but like i was kind of surprised she didn't cry i mean my thing is did she actually end up taking her out on the tour i would i would think so because I thought it was more than like, oh, you're a type of person I would love to bring on no, my boss. No, she but straight she up says, but... I would love to take you on the road yeah. with me. Like, that to me sounds like a, I mean, obviously the logistics of it probably needed to be worked out yes. beyond that. But I, I guess we could Google get to, it. I'm sure we could find it out. That's but where I, like, if we ever had her as a guest of Vic, oh, can you, we could have the episode dedicated to be like, did it happen? And let's go over it. Yeah. I mean, I would love to have her on the show eventually, but we'll see. Um, So... Courtney says in like a quick we get one more additional exit interview thing or she's like this isn't the last of me at all which I'm like that's oddly threatening but so Monique has been doing this thing and continues to do this thing where like at the end as they're all walking away she makes some weird comment about how they're all trash and she goes also none of you should go into the perfume business because that shit stunk to the high heavens she goes it smelled like roach spray like raid and that is the whole episode. What a way to end. Yeah. Uh, these ac- these credit scenes this season have all been super disappointing. Uh, basically, we see Safari trying to sell to a very confused man who says he doesn't get paid till tomorrow. So she's like, okay. And she's like backing up and she almost bumps into this older guy with these like glaucoma sunglasses on. And she's like, oh, like, do you want to buy some perfume? Like, I know you got a woman somewhere. I can tell that you're sexy. And then she goes... You walk slow, but you got other fast stuff, huh? <laughs> I'm like, why are you like this? And yeah, I mean, that wasn't it worth was bringing funny. up, but it was kind of funny. Um, And that's the whole episode. So. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Do you think Courtney should have gone home? I was surprised. The what thing is when they start talking in the elimination times, I'm like, oh, she's definitely the one going home. Like yeah. they're focusing on it so much. And then I'm kind of like afterwards at first i was like no but then when you start to reflect on it a little you're like well as we were saying she doesn't need to be here yeah like she's just here for good tv crack some jokes like do your thing but she doesn't need to be here it's as you said she puked once on the first night outside of that when we used to watch it was like all right she's just really funny and she gets along with everyone like she doesn't need to be in this i mean if I wanted to be a little bit more cynical about it, and this is Vivant's brain talking, um, I guess it could be the implication that she was like country and needed to be refined, like a very My Fair Lady type of situation. That would be Maybe. my old, like, because that's the kind of thing that we overlook because we wouldn't, we try not to look down on people for that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But like, I could see the editors during this time, because, you know, this is like the era of, this is pre Honey Boo Boo for sure. But, like, it's not, like, the... Hey, boo-boo child. It's not the idea that, like, poor and country hasn't always been a punchline mm. for years. And That's true. Espe- this is, like, post... Uh, this is several years after, like, The Simple Life had been on the air, where, like, the first season of that show was all devoted to them being sent to, like, some flyover state and having, like, 
an interaction with a country type of family mm. and or like i don't i don't even remember did they go to arkansas I've this is again it. something Googleable. i don't know it's actually it's very entertaining nicole richie is hilarious parasite can take her leave but nicole is like genuinely so funny like i i love when nicole is on my tv for any reason <laughs> She's still. She seems she's still very different, to... though. Too. What do you mean? Like anytime I've seen her more recent, like when you watch the highlights from the show, it seemed like she was more like. Oh, it was probably also production and all that stuff to make her more airheaded. But whenever I she's watch actually... her or see her, like on like any time recently no, whatsoever, never, I was like, oh, like that's what I'm saying is normal. like because you never watch that show, she never came across as an airhead. She's a big goofball. Yeah. She's very like silly, oh. and but she. You see her that she was, it was always clear that she was the smarter one out of the two of them. Mm. And, but she was always just a goofball and very funny. But I think also she's mellowed out with age as she's gotten sober and she's a mom of probably teenagers now, which is a gross thing to think. I think she's still married to, who's she married to? I don't know. The Madden brother, I think, from Good Charlotte. I years. don't remember which one. Well, wasn't no, one, one of them? No, one of them is married to Cameron Diaz. They just had a baby not that long ago. But... And the other one, wasn't he originally dating Paris Hilton as well, the other one? No. Uh-uh. She was dating somebody from... I feel like she was dating somebody from Sum 41, but I might Oh, you might wrong. be right. No. No, wasn't that Avril Lavigne? She was also dating him oh. at some point. And then she married uh, Chad Kroger from Avril Lavigne yeah they got married on Canada Day it's very Canadian (laughs) the random shit that I know like I said I don't understand how business or numbers work but if you ask me the interpersonal dynamics of couples in the 2000s I fucking got you um yeah so I think that as we mentioned uh I guess should Courtney have gone home for the bullshit reason that she went home for no they're gonna keep the others also but that's like she shouldn't have been there to begin with exactly so and the others caused the controversy they have the issues with each other they're gonna stay on the show yeah so that's pretty much it um i don't think we have anything else to add we've just been bullshitting for like over two hours now um gear up for next episode it's surprisingly a very depressing one Hmm? uh but thankfully, like I said, we'll have a guest, so hopefully that'll liven it up for us, lighten a bit. the mood a little yeah. bit, or at least like add some additional uh, additional conversation. depression for us. No, I think like because if it's the two of us just sitting around here being like, "Well, it's sad that this happens. It's sad that that happens." That you know, people are people are gonna be like, "Damn!" Like that's not why I'm turning into this fucking show. So hopefully, at least like with a discussion with somebody else, it'll bring something to it. Yeah. But anyway, um, if you're still listening, thank you for listening to our bullshit. Rate, review, subscribe. Tell friends who don't suck. Five stars, please. You can find the show on Facebook at Rewind the Love Podcast and on Instagram and Twitter at Rewind Love Pod. You can find me on Twitter at Sonia Marie Says. I'm at Mr. Feeney 519. Thank you once again for joining us. I know Sonia's probably said it like 10 times already. Um, But yeah. Check in with us next time. We don't have a guest, so I don't have. You all get pledge. Yes, there we go. Just make sure we don't ever have to take it away from you. Yeah. All right. Wait, what is it? City Slight. City Slight. All right. Bye. Bye.